You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm Tana Ford here at New York City Comic Con with these lovely gentlemen. And later, I'm going to be drinking Basil Hayden's Dark Ride. <laughs> Perfect. You've been sitting on that one for, what, 15 years? Easy. Yeah. It's happening. It's finally happening. It, it amazes me that we have not spoken on this book until now. Yeah, maybe. I mean, even like really in passing, it, it is, I mean, it is one of those... It's it's one of those vertigo books that does get talked about. I mean, obviously, it's not doesn't maybe get talked as much as Game and Sandman, but it's still right. It, it, it's still part of Vertigo's foundation, more or less. I always thought until until a few years back that it was one of several spinoffs of Game and Sandman. No, as in that the character. The no, Dodd's I knew the character. obviously I knew okay. the character long existed before, but I thought like it was like that version of of Wesley Dodds, you know, and like because of the timing and it being a vertical book, like I thought. Right. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it didn't. Concluded. I'm sure it didn't hurt. I, I'm right, sure right. Someone at DC was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we have something here with the Sandman, and I know we have another yeah. character, and let's just yeah, yeah." You know what else yeah. we have? We have an intro to do, and this we do. Yeah, we we do. do it. This, my friends and accomplices, is. 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 854. I'm Vince B. I am David A. Price. And I'm a weird dude from the 30s with a strange gun, Wesley Dodds. You can't be Wesley Dodds. Why can't I be? Because you can't. It's it's silly. It's silly. Who says? All right. All right, Wesley. Uh, you're Jason Wood, everybody, here today on our monthly Book of the Month episode. What? That's true. And this time around, we are going to take a long look at Sandman Mystery Theater, Volume 1, encompassing the uh, first four issues of the series. It's called The Tarantula. It's written by Matt Wagner, illustrated by Guy Davis, color right by David Hornung, and responsible for the only thing that I absolutely hate about this series. The covers. Mm-hmm. Gavin Wilson did the covers. I hate yeah, really the covers. Bad. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Really bad. Every month I'd be like, God damn, why do they have to wrap this beautiful stuff in this piece of shit cover? Yeah. Sorry, Gavin. You, you may be a nice guy, but the covers are just horrible. I'm with you. Let's it's not, not dwell. The only series they did the cover. He did the covers for. I don't. Know. I, I don't. I, I don't know too much work from this individual. Yeah, I. I it's you know maybe I have the uh, hindsight. Right, we know how easy it is to manipulate digital images now. It probably was not so back then. They probably took a little bit of work. Uh, at least more than they would take now, um, and and yeah, he, maybe the, the subjects had to be photographed and and lit, and there was probably a process, and and it probably wasn't just super easy. But when I look at them, that's what I think. 
Man, this took about all about, and it's not about the time. It really isn't about the time an image takes to produce. If the image is good, it could take a thousand years or or ten seconds. These covers, they just they're they're just uninspired. I just I don't like them. But anyway, you should be inspired to check out our sponsor, CheapGraphicNovels.com. There's proof in that name. They do what they say, CheapGraphicNovels.com. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get your trade paperbacks, your collected editions, your omnibu, of which I know for a fact that my shelves will be populated by more than one omnibu in the coming year with the Marvel on the spine. <laughs> What's up with Indeed. that? Um, and, okay, for those of you who haven't uh, been uh, witness to the news, Omar... I don't know his last name, but Omar, the guy that does the collected edition thing for Marvel, dropped two bombs in two days. The first one being a ROM omnibus. Is that a pig flying over my house? Yeah, Romnibus. And they followed it up with a Micronauts omnibus. Now, these are two omnibus we, omnibi, omnibu, we thought we would never, ever see in a million years. And yet here they are. And the place to buy these is CheapGraphicNovels.com. I'm pointing at it. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio right now. I'm pointing at the screen. CheapGraphicNovels.com. You're going to get it for much less than the list price. And place an order. It doesn't have to be your first order, I don't think. Place an order. And you're going to get an email confirmation. Maybe you place in frequent orders. I think that would qualify. If you did an order every couple months, and then you do like just do this. Place an order. You're going to get an email. You're going to reply to that email saying, my booze at 11 o'clock comics sent me. And then you're going to get a wonderfully worded reply saying, hey, you know what? Your next order, shipping's on us. And then you jump up and down because they're the best. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Go there. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, how excited are you for these Omnibu? I mean, I know you're much of an Omnibus guy, but like, but I mean, these are, these are. Phew. Well, there's a number of reasons why you must buy these. Number mm-hmm. one, the snowball is doing well in hell, right? Um, <laughs> two, they're probably not going to be printed on a, a very large scale. Like, I'm sure that the numbers are going to be less than, say, you know, your your Avengers or your, your X-Men or whatever. So they're probably going to sell out. And chances are reasonable that this may be a one-time deal. Yeah, you never know, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to get them. There's... Look at Conan, right? They had Conan back for, what, like two years? And then it's like, oh, yeah. again. But, I mean, the Titan um, Omnibu are exactly the same price. So it, they may, I don't know. I don't know how they did it. They may have just um, kept the same uh, electronic files and just took out every instance of yeah, Marvel and, and tipped it in with, with Titan. But whatever. Um, yeah, so you, you need, 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 need to, to, to buy these. And there's a couple guys, well, more than a couple, a couple of, of, of people on our Slack that are just like, I don't know, man. Are these going to connect with me? Don't even yes. think about it. Just get them. Yep. Do you just buy them? I'm, yeah. I mean, I know we we, we, we understandably avoid Omnibu for a book of the month because it's it's dozens of comics. But we we I mean we may have to commit to some we've we've some done deep, Captain America. Deep we've done and, yeah. Defenders. No, I'm saying uh, we might need to commit to some deep Micronauts and Rom talk in 2024. I think we will. I want to because yeah. Um, it's been a it's been a good five years since I've read them. I'm 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 
torn on the ROM because I've, I've read most of the issues I, and I know I still have a bunch somewhere, but um, you know, Sal's art is fantastic. You had some Ditko win there later on. It, it, it It's a fantastic run, obviously. Yeah. Um, Sal although, really shines with Aiken and Garvey. On uh, yes. Aiken and that. Garvey does, does amazing work over Sal. And um, even no matter how much Brandy's face, I, I, I'm not a fan of that of that look, but I love it. I, it's so weird. The, no, the, that's the thing. The, it's just so her weird. face, dude. Her I'm face just, is flat. Oh, it's flat. I, it's just, it, it, it freaked me out when I was a kid. I don't know how I'll be able to think, but <laughs> but Mike Knotts is definitely yeah be bought. Yeah. I, there's no toys about it. I, I I figure I figure because the first volume is up to like issue 29, so I figure the first volume. That first series, the the newsstand series, is is definitely two volumes, um, and then if they do the new voyages later on, then that's I, I can I my my whole concern is always when when I, th- I I thought about it with with the Jason Aaron Thor stuff, but at least obviously there was an end in sight there. I mean the Topi stuff is still going on with 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 Magnetic, but I just I, I like knowing that I'm not the the most expansive and and an elaborate kind of subscription i'm going with right now is terry and the pirates yeah that, that, but the thing is when you when you say you're concerned you're you're concerned about the pocketbook el cheapo no because, no y- no not, not as much not as much you need to buy the rom if you don't buy it i'm gonna buy it for you you need to buy the damn rom yeah it's just, just for the puns i mean rom the bus isn't it romantic we got to do i mean come on yeah that torpedo it's like oh torpedo where where's torpedo yeah. oh sorry nice. <laughs> sorry what's about with that. the wrist and the ankles bro like I, some of those designs are just like in, uh, yeah I, I should get them just for that but, but it, uh, the thing that gets me about micronauts is like okay you got stellar michael golden right yes. and then you have top of his game pat broderick yep and after the series is over the new series, you got Kelly Jones. Like yeah, Kelly Jones, what's not to love about all of it? Just but but yeah, it's, but but and, and you also have uh, Butch guys or Juice, depending on. Yeah, but there's. It, I, I mean, got, but he's he's low man on the total on that. Total oh yeah, yeah, I mean, when you look at yeah, when when you look at everybody, I mean, he's still. But even even like you know, even that is still better than you know what you can get from some of the folks today on on, on oh books. a million it, a million still, times over yeah. there's i mean it is it's micronauts is I mean, yes of course some of it is is going to uh be of that era it, it's it, it, but it's like how can you not how can you be put off by oh i don't know if i can uh, micronauts might be I, I don't know if i'll be able to to penetrate that but yet you can go <laughs> back and read like old Marvel and DC stuff from the sixties and seventies, and not be put off by wide collars and flared jeans. It's just some of those things. Well, just, I mean, you, you just got it. People are a little cautious. I understand. It's it's good to be cautious, but but trust it, in Bill Mantlo. Yes, yeah, and that's another thing. Um, we were, we said really hope whoever secured the rights to these things to reprint them is throwing a little bit of money Bill's way because uh, Bill's the architect. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cheapgraphicnovels.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your money's worth on that one. I am drinking. This is a new one. Oh, the brand of water? Yes. Blackberry Lemonade. 
That sounds good. It's very good. I Blackberry would. Lemonade Seltzer or Blackberry Lemonade, just Blackberry Lemonade? Blackberry Lemonade flavored sparkling water beverage. Okay, so yeah, Blackberry Lemonade Seltzer, got it. Seltzer. Uh, interesting. I don't know that I would like that. It's wonderful. I, I bought a whole think... case of it. Okay. Yeah, I tend to. I I like that. There's the blackberry. There's there's this raspberry. I do. I I like to experiment with lemonades. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. Well, Jason, maybe. Mm. Jason, what are you drinking? I am drinking several things. <laughs> I have yes, I have a glass of Clos de la Siete. Ooh! Wow! Yes. I know. I told you I might have a. It's four day weekend. You're gonna have to enjoy it. Um, and I have a G Zero uh, fruit punch flavor after that, and then I have an iced coffee to wash it all down. That's awesome. My son may be bringing me coffee. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah, he delivers now. So I have a little bit of coffee. <laughs> have a little bit of coffee and a little oh, lemon. Oh, Uber Eats. The DoorDash. No, he's working until uh, ten. So he wanted to know if I wanted coffee on his way home. Oh, that's sweet. What a good son. You raised He also right. wants me to pay for half his tattoo. So it's not, oh. he's, he's not being altruistic. Wait, the uh, one you already got? The one Yes. Done? Yes. The, nah, it doesn't work that, that way. No, no that doesn't that that work. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. he's not oh. going to look at you in the eyes with those big puppy dogs and, and come, all right, move on. That's what what, what are you drinking? Tell him to ask your wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm starting off with Sir de los Andes. It's a Malbec. Uh, Sounds like Ar the cousin of my wine. It does. A little bit. This is from Argentina. Mm. Um, never had it before. Haven't even tasted it yet. So that, that that's in the glass. And then when that's done, I have some um, delicious uh, ice cold tap water in my uh, tumbler. No, 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 no. This is... I'm trust me. After living in a house that had well water, this is municipal city water. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, all right. There you go. My my old well water was fucking chewy. This is this <laughs> is delicious. All right, chewy, chewy water. <laughs> um, uh, book of the month, people. Sandman Ooh, yes. Mystery Theater. It's an E at mm -hmm. the end of it, all fancy schmancy. This is called The Tarantula. It's volume one, comprising the first four issues of the relatively long, well, by today's standards, extremely long-running uh, series from Matt Wagner, the incredibly living Guy Davis on <laughs> art, color yeah. art by David Hornung, who overstays his welcome. And uh, that's, that's all we're going to say. Um, mm -hmm. Jason is going to do his due diligence and ask what he's going to The due dilly. The due dilly. Yes. Everyone's dying to know, Vince. What was your first <sighs> exposure to Sandman Mystery Theater? As it was coming out, my friend. And what year was that? Uh, do we know? B -b 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 I didn't look it up. Yeah, it's 80. Um, I don't know. All right. I don't yeah, I'm not good with years, but I will uh, look now as you're asking that. And and you say you picked it up off. So were, did you read it from issue one until yes. its end? Yes. Okay. Sure did. Uh, 93. 93. Right. There you go. 70 issues long. 70 issues. Okay, yeah. And uh, what about you, Dap? Uh, I read 
the I I, I read it from the start. Uh, I I didn't stick with it, but I saw that it was uh, I saw that it was a Wag, Matt Wagner written book, um, and I knew I, I I know Sandman from my time reading All Star Squadron and and any of those crossovers. So um, I was familiar with the character. I thought that the um, I thought because of the first arc titled the tarantula i thought we were actually going to get uh, before i started reading it i thought the character that i knew from all-star squadron uh character named the tarantula was going to also be a part of it but but obviously we'll get into it but uh but no i i, I did i read the first first handful of issues as they were coming up okay um probably no surprise to either of you or our listeners this is the first time that i have read this um before we get into this, because we kind of took it light this week, we, I mean this month, we only gave ourselves four issues. It was kind of a nice little respite. Um, what? But yes, <laughs> but but of the seventy issues, um, Wagner wrote the first twelve on his own self. Yep. But then he co he co wrote the rest of the of the entirety of the series, so fifty eight issues with Steven Siegel, uh, another one of the uh, Ben Ten uh, group. Um, what, uh, you know, when I see that, it makes me think that at some point after the first year, Steven Siegel really low-key started writing it, and Matt kept his name on it. Now, do you know whether I'm right about that, wrong about that? Like, do you have any, do you guys have any institutional memory as to, because co-writing a book for that long is not that common. Like, you often see a co-writers write with for an arc or two so they can hand it off like a baton, but you don't see... Right. A writing duo for almost sixty issues like that. So I'm just curious if you guys know anything about Siegel and if you felt like there was a noticeable change in the book once Siegel became co-writer. Wow. Well, knowing Matt Wagner, I don't think he would put his name on something he didn't contribute to. Fair. I think Dapp will back me up on that. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. The and after since I wasn't sticking with it consistently, uh, right. when I would go back and revisit it, I, I didn't. Um, and, I mean, granted, we're talking, you know, decades ago, but I don't, I, I don't recall thinking that it, it didn't feel like um, it was lacking from, from the first arc. Um, no, it was. I, I think I don't know if it was, um, and and I'd like to continue reading it. I don't know if it was one of those things where um, maybe either Matt was working on other things at the time, or Siegel brought something else. I also don't know if how how detailed i mean obviously they're 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 listed as as co-writers so it's not like someone was throwing out plots it's not like it was giffen and damateus or anything like that but it's um it's yeah it's weird no i don't i don't recall any um it feeling any different to the the sporadic issues i read here and there before the series wrapped up Mm -hmm. i remember uh, instigated by this book of the month actually uh i tried to remember what it was like reading this back in the day and um, no BS. There was a lot of, of instances when I believed Sandman mystery theater to be the best book coming out of DC. Mm. Like my, Mm. my favorites would, would wax and wane, but this Mm. book, (laughs) last barbarians, this book maintained a constant, level of excellence 
throughout the entire run, I think. Yeah, super consistent. Yes. Um, And the nice thing, I think one of my favorite things about it was that I could let it build up because everything, all of the stories were either four. I don't think it went longer than five issues per story, right? It was either four issues or five issues. Um, And then that was a self-contained story within a larger narrative. So you can wait a couple months and read a complete Again, albeit within a larger framework, a complete story. And that's what I loved about it. It was like getting, you know, a, a collected edition or a graphic novel, if that's the way you want to go, um, a couple times a year. It, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like the criminal formula without coming out in one shot. It's like it, gotcha. I, I, I love this book. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not surprised. I mean, after reading it, it's it's certainly a book that I would peg you as something that you would really like and adapt to. I mean, but you being, you know, it's it's a pulp book and you love it pulp. Is. So. But the thing that um, I think uh, it's not conducive to appreciating the work because the relationship of Wesley and Diane is nowhere near where it goes. In the entire run of the thing. Like mm-hmm. these two characters become, there's real magic that happens between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't really get to see that in the first, well, you, no. you just get to see some of it. But the, the, the breadth of their relationship, no way. There, it's much too complex for just four issues. And that's why um, going in, Dap's like, did you look at his list? And I'm like, no, I didn't look at his list. He goes, go look at his list. And I looked at your list on the Slack, and there's a little affectation that you did on one word. And I'm just, mm. like, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to, ha- I don't want to hate him. Don't, don't make me hate Jason. So, yes. But um, yes. Uh, so let's before Jason <laughs> expires, let's get into it. Now mm. you got to frame this book. Yes. It's 1938, people. Mm-hmm. New York City. This is only four years after Prohibition ended. And to, just to put it in, into the proper perspective, in, in 38, women have only had the right to vote for 18 years. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, this is almost the Dark Ages. We're, we're talking mm-hmm. gas lamps. But I mean, yeah, we're 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 out of that period, but not by much, you know. Um, and uh, the the focus early in the book, and, and rightly so, is Diane Belmont. And, and Diane is District Attorney Larry Belmont's daughter. Um, and Diane likes to hit the town. She likes to go out with her girlfriends and have fun and drink because it's legal now, right? Um, and her father. A retired uh, district attorney. He's kind of cross because, you know, his girl's hitting the town again. And, and she graduated college, but she hasn't, there's no prospects in sight. And he thinks she's just wasting um, what she has. And, and at this point, what is she, Dap? 24, 25, around there? Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, a spinster. Um, and and the 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 burning the midnight oil and the the going out late coming in early in the morning he, that's just not not seeing the value in it. But um, again, Diane is a very self assured, strong woman. 
somewhat naive, right? Because she believes that um, because of her resiliency and her her um, self assuredness, that nothing's going to happen to her. And it, as you see um, on a number of occasions throughout this series, uh, such is not the case, right? Uh, so uh, then we are. Um, everyone knows that Wesley Dodd is Wesley Dodds is the Sandman. So I'm not going to say the Sandman enters. It's Wesley, right? And he's monkeying with the wall safe um, in the Belmont estate. Um, and, and, and Pops walks in and, and gets a snoopful of, um, of Wesley. And, and he, th- he thinks it, who knows what it is, right? And Wesley does what he does and he fires the, the dream gas. And, Dad gets a, a snoot full of uh, sleepy time, right? But here's where it gets um, dark, and it stays pretty dark throughout the four issues. Diane has a friend, Catherine Vandermeer, and she has a taste for the bad boys. And she's, you know, she's not... Um, I'm not going to walk down the aisle, but she has this intense, um, what she believes, a relationship with with someone that is a connected uh, man. He's into some pretty, uh, you know, dark and and unsavory dealings. And she's abducted. Uh, She and and Diane were were doing what they do, and um, they both uh, took a cab. Um, a car home and so uh Catherine she leaves the car and she's uh, abducted just like that you know um it it's it's a little um i thought at this point back in the day that um it was going to be a ripper type situation mhm because that's how it, I mean, the, it, it starts to gel in that direction. Oh, yeah. But um, it's Matt Wagner, so it's it's not, right? Um, and this is where the, the, the second part of the Sandman Mystery Theater equation uh, comes into play. There's a fundraiser. Um, and A gala, if you will. A gala, yeah. And Diane and, 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 and Dad are there. And that's where Diane meets Wesley. Wesley What's Dodds. up with homegirl wearing white, dude? What do you mean? You don't wear white to a gala. Wow. Who, huh. I don't know this. Who, who has white <laughs> on? Diane has Diane white. Diane has white? Yeah. Well, yeah. J- judging. Shows up, yeah. Yeah, but, okay. Judging from um, David Horn... Hornung's color. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's considering some skin tone on some characters. If we ever have Matt back on the show, I'm going to be like, did you want her to be wearing white? I bet you didn't. He'd be like, my friend, uh, can you please <laughs> focus on what matters? No, yeah. um, <laughs> Matt, listen, Matt is a man of detail. Everything's intentional. We get a little bit of background. Oh, my God. Way to dismiss me out of hand. I don't dismiss you. I I love Mm -hmm. you so much. Um, Mm -hmm. So here we go. Uh, We get a little background on Wesley. Wesley has returned home to take care of the family business. There's a lot of quotes around this. He's like a nerdy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, dad left him a lot of money. 
Um, but he doesn't really want it, and he's nebbishy. He's real. He's, he's and you know one of the tough things about this is the way I love Guy Davis's art. So this is not. I don't mean for this to sound like an insult about the art, but but because of of Guy Davis's way of drawing human beings, Wes looks like an absolute schlub by design. I'm sure, but like yes. he does not look like he's a guy that would be a superhero or a hero. Well, I think that's part of the charm, right? No, understood. Yeah, so it's effective in that regard. But yeah, but he is yeah, I mean, very, you don't. Um, whereas, like we always joke about, like how could you not know that a six foot five, two hundred and eighty pound chiseled guy like Clark Kent, you know, it's because he's wearing glasses. How would you not know that there's something going on there? Or even Bruce Wayne. I mean, Bruce Wayne in a suit, I'm still would look like a like a WWE superstar the way he's if he actually built. But like you wouldn't. Like, you could meet Wesley Dodds in a room and never for a second give a thought that he might actually be, like, a masked Avenger. Like, there's no, there's nothing about him that would indicate that. Yeah. I got to give it up for DC for breaking with tradition. Because um, from, you know, Superman up, the formula has been alter egos attractive. And you can go right down the line. All of the alter egos for every superhero up until, I'm going to say it, Guy Gardner, attractive. Hmm. No, it was DC that's like, let's put real people in these these costumes. People that, why does Bruce Wayne have to be ravishingly handsome? Right? Why does Wonder Woman have to be, a, well, she's a goddess because by nature, but let's find someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. does Black Canary have to look like a stripper, a gorgeous pole dance. Like you, these you, are... think, you think Ralph Dibney is more attractive than Guy Gardner? I think Ralph is handsome. Yeah, in a in a in a um, Jimmy, uh, Stewart, Jimmy Stewart Jimmy Stewart mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But guys, like, come on, bowl haircut. He's like Mo Howard. Yes. Yeah. The, the haircut. Definitely. I mean, I hadn't really ever thought of it that way, but I'm thinking about it now. Like, and I guess my mind goes immediately to, to Justice Society because that's. I'm sure for many, myself included, my main exposure to Wesley Dodd. Um, there were other pretty unattractive people in the JSA, right? Well, I mean, Ben Grimm, yeah. He's a classic case of the alter ego. Well, even Ben Ted, Grimm was, was attractive before. Yeah, before he was in, turned into thing. Yeah. yeah. Johnny yeah. looks like a rock star race car driver. Sue, goddess among women. Like, even Reed is is father knows best. Like he's still yeah. an attractive dude. Yeah, Peter Parker, hand, like n- nerd, but super handsome nerd. Yeah, like, yeah like, post did go super yeah. handsome. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Peter is is extremely handsome. Yeah, right, I, that, right, I, I'm, yeah. yeah I've yeah. always thought that Peter was the handsomest in the Marvel stable. But whatever. Who's the goofiest looking Marvel hero? Slapstick. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like a lister, like a lister, like like um, Wolverine. No, we rugged, handsome dude with the hair. I mean, he's he's, uh, he's he's mini, so that, but like, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think about that. Beak <laughs> said a lister. <laughs> um, I Maybe don't like. I mean, I guess I guess Bruce Banner wasn't was never really handsome. Oh yeah, I think the glasses made you think otherwise. No, he was... because he was depicted by the, because of the juxtaposition. He was also picked pick, depicted as like a ninety pound weakling. Yeah, yeah, super. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, right. But just because, so if I don't think you can go by the on the basis of weight, because then you automatically disqualify Faith as being attractive, and she's attractive. She's just saftig. Cool. I'm, I'm with you. Right. I, I 
okay, we we were on a little tangent. Yeah, but, a little um, tangent there. So, and I think Wesley's mom died of hepatitis, didn't she? Or tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, yeah, so in yes. This, in this, yeah. And and he obviously... Sydney I mean, never really knew her. Wesley's carrying around a lot of baggage and, and, and harboring a lot of demons because uh, he has a hard time sleeping. Uh, you know, the dreams when they do come are, are torturous. He's He has a very mm-hmm. negative... Um, outlook on life the universe and everything it's it's like if it's not uh dark and decayed it will eventually be like there's always a worm in wesley's apple um that's a great that is a great description don't you think i do really think that's great like Um, because i was thinking like he's like an eeyore but that is great there's always a worm in his apple that's great yeah and then but that's the thing the magic of diane oh my god she shows him that yeah you can eat the apple too and the worm, like whatever you're not, you didn't see it because you only read four issues, and you're pissing me off. But <laughs> oh my god, so here's I know, like what if you read one sentence? It is. It is uh, I, I can't. I can't face it. Um, so here, here's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Th- there's a little, a neat little character bit, uh, interactive bit in this scene. Um, so it's a, it's a gala, a gala, whatever. Um, Vase and and the the special guest is Joe DiMaggio, who at the time was big deal, right? Joe yes. DiMaggio, great baseball player, from what yeah. I've heard. All I feel the, like if LeBron was in, was in a party now, like right, be, that's the modern equivalent for the young buck listeners. It'd be like if LeBron was at a party. Yes, so um, all of the men at the party are like, "Oh, it's Joe and Joe, Joe DiMaggio, woohoo!" And Wesley is just like, "Yeah, what writing in his little." Uh, I uh, notebook idea book, um, and Diane picks up on it. She she notices it now. Whether he planned it that way, because both of these characters are borderline extremely manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it with Diane. She manipulates her father, and she does a good job manipulating Wesley. And Wesley, in turn, can manipulate Diane. It's it's. It, I don't think it's healthy, but they do it. Whatever. Um, so jo, uh, Wesley intentionally slights Joe DiMaggio, as, or, or he reduces him to insignificance. And uh, that kind of elevates Wesley above the typical male in the eyes of Ms. Belmont. But um, what also helps, I think, is that Wesley isn't falling all over himself for Diane, whereas she's used to guys seeing her as the only person in the room. Right. And I got to give it up for Mr. Davis. He draws, he doesn't draw Diane like a beauty queen. She, not she's, at all. No, yeah, she's, she's, all. she's attractive, yeah. but there are imperfections to Diane that are awesome. Like she doesn't think, have uh, a little button yeah, nose. She's got a honker. She's got a big, like, yeah, you know, which is good. It's, um, it's, you, you know, she's attractive more because of the way that people react to her yeah. than you would because of the way she's rendered on the page. That's perfect. Which, to your point is a really great juxtaposition against what is a traditional Marvel or DC book where everybody is a pinup model. Right. Regardless of whether they're important to the book. Like Johnny Storm enters the room, people notice. Right? Yeah. Even, even the, the girlfriends that surround our, our superheroes like 
whatever, be her as she may. Even like Gwen's gorgeous, MJ's gorgeous, like the yeah, yeah. Uh, Betty Brant gorgeous. There, there was not, you know, a stinker in the bunch. Right. Uh, so, um, Wesley has also attracted someone else's attention. This time, retired Judge Thomas Schaefer, who, it just so happens, was an old friend of Wesley's father, right? So after the gala, Larry has to break the news to his daughter that her good friend Catherine has been kidnapped. And there's a ransom note and everything by the insidious tarantula. Bum, bum, bum. Um... So uh, here's where the plot thickens. We got a man named Albert Goldman. He he has a meeting with mobsters by the name of Lenny Green and Moses Berman, mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about financing projects and, and stuff. And, and it, it all needs to be done on the hush hush, of course, because Goldman, you know, doesn't want it made public that um, there may be some dirty money changing hands um and and we're also introduced to the goldman family got daughter celia who is a gadfly she's a um i don't want to say woman of the night because that gives you a a different uh she's not a prostitute but she dresses like one and uh she's all about having the funds you know going out and drinking and swinging and I don't want to let any cats out of the bag, but she likes to do yeah, other stuff too. Yeah, they're just like too. the socialites of the of the time. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, now Albert's son Roger is a drunk and has a, a a past, and we won't reveal it right now. But he's he's not too savory, and even more unsavory is Albert's wife. She's a drunk. Her name's Miriam, and she d- has zero pigment in her skin. There has there has been zero ink wasted on the depiction of Miriam in this book because she has no skin color. She's absolute white, and if the you yeah you could tell because number one I liked her from Jump. Her why her her alabaster pale. Oh, her familia. Yeah, her hair is red, and then when um, she appears between panels of normal people who have normal. Um, you know, pigment in their skin. She is a ghost. She's shocking white. Like, there's no color on her at all. It's just very, it's very disturbing. It is. She's a shrew. Um, well, what's disturbing is the way that, that she, the daughter says goodbye to her dad. There's a little, there's a little bit of attention paid to, uh, but, I mean, early on in the series, you could chalk that up to, oh, daddy, no one's ever going to, you know, be better than you in my eyes. Like, that's what that's what I took that for initially. Oh, uh, I, I, like, literally, as soon as I read this page, I'm like, well, this is fucked up. Because he's like, oh, Celia, gentlemen, my lovely daughter, and then dot, 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 Celia. And then they're all like, hey, and then she's like... No need to wait up, uh, wait up or worry, darling. I'll be just fine. And then he stares at her, and I'm like, "Oh, this is fucked." I was like, "I was like, this is they got a they got a crazy relationship going on." Yeah. So I feel like Matt Matt signaled that pretty quickly. But it's it's a it's slight. It's it's not super explicit. It's it's like a dalliance, a little bit of a. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. It's it's just like a love tap or the equivalent of that. It doesn't really. I mean, it goes places, but I don't. I saw this beginning as as kind of not innocent but manipulative. There's a lot of manipulation going on in this book. Sure, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Guy Davis couldn't have drawn the wife, skin tone aside, more unattractive. I mean, she oh, she looks like a bad. like a Disney like a like a Disney villainess. It, I think she looks like Carol Burnett. When when Carol did oh, her, that's fucked up. Did her, no, when Carol Damn, did her, poor power Carol Burnett. What she do? What she I love, do? I love Carol Burnett. That's but, crazy. But when Carol does her characters, this yeah. this looked like a, a, a an over the top Carol Burnett character. Damn, this is the Carol Burnett hate club. Suddenly, I don't see that. I I'm in the Carol Burnett love club. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so Sandman he gasses Green and Berman's driver. Okay, and um, then Diane plans to hit the town. She wants to relieve some stress. You know, my friend got got abducted. I need to get out. I need to go do something. And Wesley shows up. So she forgets all about her plans. Promptly forgets. Uh, but the festivities are cut short when Larry gets news that the tarantula, this is where it gets really sick, uh, the tarantula has claimed another victim. So um, Wesley uses the shift in mood as an excuse to leave because he's got some some sleuthing to do, right? I find Wesley's um, penchant for origami um, a little strange. <laughs> it's it, you know what it reminds me of. The Sticky Bandits reminds me of Home uh, reminds me of Home Alone. Like you're signing oh no, the water the, the the water bandits the wet bandits. It was the, the Sticky Bandits in the second one. Sticky, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Sticky Bandits is better than Wet Bandits. Uh, but I mean, if you're gonna, it's it's like Batman leaving a, a batarang at every place he's like, why why are you doing this? This is silly. But he likes to to fold paper. So um, Schaefer tries to lure Wesley out into the night to help him dig up clues on the tarantula, but Wesley pretends he's really not all that concerned, and Schaefer takes it kind of bad. Like, he, he kind of demeans him at one point, like, oh, far be it from, from you to be concerned, you know what I mean? And, uh, but Wesley has ulterior motives. He can't hang around Diane. He can't hang around ex-judge Schaefer. He's got stuff to do. He's got to go out and gather some clues and gas some people. So uh, Diane tags along with her dad as he meets with uh, Commissioner Davis and some FBI agents, Ross and Burke. Uh, the beat cops go crazy for Diane to the point where you know guys are spilling coffee. It's it's goofy. It, men around attractive women uh, just yeah um and then she gets coffee spilled on her and so she retreats into the darkened ladies room uh, where she runs headlong into wesley as the sandman dun, dun, and that's the end of part one i had to laugh when jason said yeah we took a little bit of light this week these issues are freaking jammed with stuff and if you don't pay pay attention to everything, I mean, I let let's be honest. When did you figure it out? 
or did um, you or did you not figure it out until the re- the reveal no i mean like I said, yeah i mean well I don't. Well, are we gonna like? I don't no, know. We'll, we'll that go without spoiling the whole book, but all right. But well, let's not spoil. It, but um, let's. I, I, I'll put it this way: I figured out half of the of the dynamic duo quickly, and then felt stupid since I figured that out right. Why I wouldn't have also concluded what the other half was. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. I Sorry. I th- I think that the opening page severely tipped the scales in 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 favor of deducing what was going on. I don't think they should have did that. Or Wagner should have did that. The uh, opening page of yeah, the, the first issue? Yes, the vignette with the with the woman with the veil on. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a little it's a little obvious. Uh but I mean who in the book would wear a veil? Who would need to wear a veil, right? Mm. But whatever. That's fair. Uh yeah. So um any commentary on issue one? Loved it, hated it, lit your world on fire. What? That last page, man. That that that's just because it is. It's like one of the early. It's like one of the. Is it the first kind of time we see like the full, almost the full, full view of of Wesley as Sandman with the whole. I think so. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, mostly profile. We right and or or at least like from the shoulders up or something. But here. It's just he's he's reaching for Diane, who obviously is 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 shocked and startled. But it, it's the even 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 the doctor. Are you my mummy? I, the, the gas masks. This era, well, gas masks in general. But I mean, it just this is such a freaky looking. The gas mask itself is can can send me into a tizzy. But just having him. The way Davis draws him reaching out to her, it, it's the last pace. You don't know, and if you know, you know. But if, if if you're new to this character in this world, you don't know what what's about to happen. And and yeah, yeah obviously the Sandman is is on the side of good, but but still, it's it's you don't know what he's going to have to do to keep either the secret safe or, or to keep him you know from being spotted. It, it's just the the, the last page kind of just it it stuck with me, and I just I couldn't wait for the second issue to come out just to see how we're going to continue it. And talking about this book, um, knowing what we know, it's hard to separate the fact that Wesley's the Sandman. But you don't really know in this first issue. Because, yeah, he does make a lot of excuses uh, and if you weren't familiar with, you know, the the the, the mythology of the Sandman, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't know that Wesley. I mean, would. honest question though. I mean, did, did, how many people didn't know that he was the Sandman before they opened up the page, the book? I don't know because this came Mark- out in the early '90s, and and it was, I mean, the Sandman has existed in DC lore since the '30s. Right. So, right. Like. Uh, right. I, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not really crammed down. Although your throat. I do wonder. How many we we know the three of us, we do know people who either like Sandman was the only comic they read because it came out when they were in college, right, or Sandman right. got them into comics. So if if, if they're Wesley really, Dodds is in Sandman game and Sandman as well, but But how yeah. late into the series. Yeah, but I'm saying he's he's old and, and yeah, yeah. But if anybody so, if, if anybody does see Sandman on, on a vertigo 
rack right next to Gaiman's book, and and they're like, okay, well, let me give this a shot just because maybe there's some something there's some relation. I I don't know how many people would see would read Sam in Mystery Theater number one, and this is the first appearance. This is the first time they're getting familiar with the Golden Age Sandman and Wesley Dodds. It, it, right. There may be a couple, but I, I think the majority if, if would likely know who the character is. Yeah. Now, I read these single issues, right? Sure. So I don't know how many times this stuff has been reprinted or repackaged, but what I can say with absolute certainty, if the color work has not been redone it's really time to do that yeah because because mm-hmm. i think i think that the color work in this these four issues is abysmal yeah i don't i don't disagree it certainly doesn't it, it is not it, it detracts from a, from an otherwise really well executed book yeah right and and the the colorist paid no heed to the effects of light like nope. <laughs> if, if if Wesley right. was in a dark bathroom restroom, there's mm-hmm. no way he the, the the jacket and the 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 suit would be this bright in this last page. It just right. wouldn't happen. Um, he he does highlights very well and and the purple shadows. Like I like those, but and and yes, you know she does have a flashlight. I get it, but. There, there are some details that are almost completely obscured by the color work in this, whether mm-hmm. whether it's it's too dark colors, or or there's an interaction with the line work, and the coloring. Now this is again early '90s, so digital uh, coloring was in its infancy. So they may not have a lot. What a lot of this looks like to me is. Um, if you're a seasoned Photoshop user, you know that if you set your layer to multiply, you could do whatever you want underneath it, and the colors are going to merge appropriately. This, a lot of the work in here, the line work, looks like they didn't know how to do that. And, mm-hmm. and the, there, there's, there's like white flecks within the line work that should not be there. But I mean, whatever the case. I, I don't think the color work is... is Nah, it needs to be redone. Completely. Um, I agree. And, and I know that I, I'm not... Generally, when, when we do see recolored... Like like the Marvel on those when we'll see Captain America Defenders or, or any of the masterworks, things like that that are recolored to... It's still flat, but they've just kind of punched up the colors. I kind of like the old... Yeah, comic looks, but this absolutely need, mm-hmm. needs to be redone. Yeah, I'd almost like to see it. Prefer to see it in black and white. Yeah, I'm with yeah. that. And because if you look at mm-hmm. um, Davis's methodology, a lot of times he's working with shadows, uh, line work in shadows, yep. where that's not what you would do if you knew this stuff was going to be colored. This or, is neither or, here nor there, but I was thinking about the fact that uh, that just. As as it happened, we've been reading and loving and discussing several Peter Kowalski books of late, and you know Kowalski's always compared to Guy Davis, like oh, people always yeah, say, rightly yeah. so, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying so it's it's just interesting. It's like we're reading right, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's it's it's definitely it's it's this definitely the same aesthetic for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. Yeah, and by the way, I think it's funny that you didn't pick up on the my my pun in that 
like you took it to be like, oh, he hated this book. But the whole point is, what is the, what is he's that? Sleepy. He's sleepy. He's exactly. You go to sleep. Oh, I thought the book put you to sleep. <laughs> well, I kind of know that you thought that by your reaction, but I thought it was funny that you thought that because the whole point is that like the only thing Dodds does is he's got a gun that puts people to sleep, which you know on the surface is not the most compelling superpower. But obviously, that's not no. the draw of the in, that's not the in, draw of the character. In hmm. our defense, knowing how you feel about Pope, knowing how oh, sure. you feel about anything that existed before 1970, <laughs> it's easy to assume <laughs> that that's why. Yeah, listen, and I, you I, didn't you didn't counter mm-hmm. my assessment going in. Well, because I wanted to let you sweat a little bit. But listen, <laughs> I will say this here, here. I mean, I was going to say this to the end, but to, but but because I, I I don't need to, to go through the whole night on on pins and needles. Um, this had everything stacked against it uh-huh. for me, and I still thought it was excellent. Oh. Because and so that Oof. is a testament, and I give a lot. And and again, this is the case of like you a great a great chef can make a great meal out of anything. You got Matt Wagner, who's an impeccably good writer, and you've got you've got Guy Davis, who's an incredible artist. So I think you have those two things. You can you can you can overcome a lot of 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 plot or. Um, or setting that would otherwise not do it for me. If the, if this same book was done by ninety five percent of other creators, I would probably be like, yeah, this wasn't my jam at all. Like, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade, but like, if this if like Dynamite did a Sandman mystery theater book now, I'd probably be like, bruh, this is not this is like not my thing. But like, because you, I mean, it is it, the the setting and the cadence and all of that like is generally something I wouldn't enjoy. So it is a credit to them and how well it's executed that I was just like, oh no, okay, this is really good. So yeah, I'm glad. So there you go. So fear, so fear not, Vince. I'm I'm glad. Good. We can get. I know you are. We can get back into this now. Okay. (laughs) Wesley in issue two. Um, Wesley fends off gently uh, Diane to the point where he can get out of there without you know hurting her he just wants to separate himself from the scene um leaving her maybe shaken she's very shaken uh but unharmed and uh, because another body's been found uh this time horribly mutilated um terrible news um and it's this news plus her recent interaction with you know that character who she thought uh was the kidnapper Diane's head is spinning. And much to her dismay, she passes out. The lady does not like to show frailty or weakness, and it pisses her off. <laughs> she, she's mad at herself that she allowed herself to uh, to succumb to emotion. And um, so she steps up and tells uh, the Vandermeers uh, by, you know, she tells him, the body that was found, I will help you um, alleviate the 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 uh, crushing uh, responsibility of having to uh, maybe look at your daughter's dead body. So I'll go to you know the autopsy and I will identify the body because you know Catherine and I we've been places. I know the marks she's got on her body and and so I'll be there for you. And which I thought was an amazing and extremely generous thing to do, right? Um, who wants to identify their child's corpse? <laughs> uh, 
but um, it's not. It, it's not Catherine. Uh, she's tied up at the moment. She's being in- interrogated by the tarantula, um, who we soon learn is not acting alone. Um, yeah. You know, recall the first page of issue one. Did, did you not find it funny? Maybe funny is not the right word, but I mean, in terms of character design, they're like, the tarantula is just like in a Klansman gear. Like it's a Klansman, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, right. or a resident. But yeah. um, that's yeah. weird there. Uh, so, you know, go back to that first page of the first issue, that woman shrouded in lace. Um, well, there she is with someone who just exited uh, the interrogation room. The, the pair seem to want information. They want to know things about Catherine's good fella. We still don't know who Catherine's good fella is at this point. Um, during a car ride to the Belmont home, Wesley reveals a strategically placed bit of emotion, uh, which I thought was kind of kind of sappy. Uh, Diane's with him, and uh, Wesley's like, "Oh, this is so terrible!" He's got a tear, a tear uh, coming down his cheek. Uh, and Diane takes the bait, man. She does. She's, oh, you could tell she was damping the drawers when he did that, you know? Um, every time. So here's, here's where, um, maybe the scales were tipped for me. Uh, something's very icky is going on between Albert Goldman and his daughter. Uh, Icalicious and it's brewing. Uh, and there's also something really weird between Celia and her rummy brother as well. But it does, the payoff is not soon. Uh, and mom's just asleep at the damn table. She's, well, she's <laughs> drunk. She's in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, this is where I wanted to reach out and slap Wesley. But uh, he he sends a letter of apology to Diane by courier. And he's like, sorry for the emotion. It's just, you know, it's just all too much. And I, I tried to put myself in, the, you know, their position. It's like he is a very skilled manipulator, right? He's diverting attention from his nocturnal adventures. Should he ever be in a situation where his um, alter ego is revealed to, to Diane or comes to the, the the notice of Diane, she would probably be in, in, in this early in the relationship say, no way, that can't be Wesley. Uh-uh. Because, you know, I know for a fact that that's not him. Well, okay. Uh, he he is prone to nocturnal adventures and, and here comes one right now. The, the Sandman questions Charlie Malloy. Again, with the origami sticky bandits um, calling card. Don't do not do it. Uh, but then Diane surprises Wesley at the Algonquin. Wesley puts on a, a cleverly crafted facade. But again, he's fixated on those proverbial worms in the apple. He's He can't see light, any glimmer of, of light in anything. Everything's bad. People are, 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 are terrible. They, they're all out to hurt you. Like, Wesley does not have a, a, a peaches and cream outlook on anything um, because the tarantula has claimed another, another girl. But this is where um, 
the the sickness behind the tarantula reveals and and the other person reveal itself the the, the latest girl was procured not for anything other than getting information out of Catherine. It's like, I'm going to pull in another girl, rip her apart, yank her eye out, cut her to ribbons to get you to talk. Like, that's really insidious. It really is. Like, not only is Catherine garbage, uh, who only exists until she's provided the information that they need, what is the person that they're now cutting to ribbons to get said information? Like that's less. That's less than garbage. You you are the stuff that people scrape off the bottom of their shoes. It's terrible. It's total lack of 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 um, human dignity from these two. They're they're, they're without. They're, yeah, they're 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 soulless monsters. What I found interesting, and I don't, it, I don't know why it it clicked here. I'm, I'm I'm sure it's been, I'm sure it's a concept that was used elsewhere in in other stories involving kidnapping and ransoms. But it 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 just clicked when someone actually said, "We're kidnapping this one, and we're making it known that these women can be kidnapped." But we're not going to ask the less wealthy person for ransom. We're just going to keep taking them until we get the right one who's got all the money who's going to to, to pay to have their daughter back. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it, that's flimsy, right? Oh, and, I mean, it's it's still a, 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 a shitty reason, but at least in, in their mind it, it, it made sense because it's like, so if we're going to kidnap... Like, say we're planning to kidnap three women. We kidnap the first one, and we just let them know that it, that, that, that this way she can be taken. And we're just waiting until we get the one that's going to pay the most. But I mean, it's it's inept. It's not very successful yes. kidnapping. No, no. I mean, if why if... why why keep why keep flaunting and why 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 keep risking getting caught? Just take the one and. Get as much as you can and, and move the fuck on. Don't worry about trying to play these games. But I think I think the fact that, okay, kidnapped Catherine. Then they he kidnapped another woman, and then that woman turns up dead. And then another woman is kidnapped. So like when you kidnap someone, they're, they're the the logical um extension of the plan is that there's a reason right you kidnap yeah. this person for a reason whether it be monetary gain or you know you want something out of the to come out of the the act of taking this person away from the world when you when you kidnap somebody and it's like you then you kidnap somebody after that person it's like okay kidnapping another person now they're dead. Like, wait a minute. It doesn't it doesn't add up. What's the agenda? Are you just killing people just to kill people? What's so special about that first woman that you kidnapped that is, you know, for all we know, still alive? She hasn't turned up. So what's the deal? Like it just seems like an incredibly ham fisted way of of going about the whole thing. Yes. You could tell that's what's nice about this. You could tell that these people 
um, what looks at this point to be male and female are not seasoned criminals. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're just like, hey, you want to kidnap somebody? <laughs> it's like, okay, let's do it. Uh, it's just, it's so strange. And then it gets even stranger because there's a, 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 a milk company <laughs> that enters the picture. Evergood Milk, uh, a cabbie saw a milk truck with that, that logo on it and, uh, could be a clue, right? So Wesley sneaks into the Evergood company seeking information and who's hot on Wesley's heels but Lieutenant Burke, I like this guy. I think Burke's Burke's all right. He's a good Joe. Um, he's hot on Wesley's heels, and and they they meet. They actually cross paths uh, while Wesley is perusing some ledgers. He Wesley does what he does. And he opens the safe. He found some ledgers, and there's a scuffle. Things are thrown. Shots are fired wildly, uh, and Burke manages to land a hot metal blow to Wesley's head. He cold cocks him with, with the barrel of his gun. Um, but Wesley gets out, okay? And uh, wouldn't you know it, Diane pops into Wesley's home in the wee hours of the morning. And, it's, and he's coming home from sand manning. <laughs> sand manning. Sand manning. Um, and, and, and Diane, you know, she feels inadequate. Oh, what do I do? Like, uh, it, it could be, a, it is a cover. Um, but, you know, she notices that Wesley has left his hat on inside his home. She's like, well, why are you wearing your hat? Oh, makes up some excuse. So, so gauche. It is, but he makes up an excuse. Yeah. The, the real fact is because he's covering the blood from Burke's blow. She just, he doesn't yeah, want, he doesn't want Diane to know about his uh, adventures. John and I, I love the butler, Humphreys, the eye, the eye rolling butler. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of, of butlers. By the way, it is worth noticing because I didn't notice it the first read through, but then we started to review it tonight. I noticed that the milk truck is actually in one of the first panels of the book within the first issue. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice it the first time. Uh, here's where, uh, well, a simple phone call reveals that Albert Goldman is a complete asshole and a cold-hearted one at that because, uh, you know, the deal with, with the mob guys is working out, um, and, uh, everything is going to be, uh, legally, well, as much as, you know, legally it can be, uh, in the name of Celia. It's all, it's all going to benefit the daughter, right? Uh, and he wants to celebrate. I'm, oh, I need a woman. I need my girl. So he, t- he tells his man, Sammy, to round up, you know, that Vandermeer broad. And Sammy's like, boss, uh, she's been kidnapped. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Um, this guy's a real peach because he's like, hey, just, just find anyone. I'll take, you know your sister the whore just get me a woman and i'm thinking wow you're the the woman who actually from what we could tell um she was preoccupied with him which means she must have had feelings for him on some level this woman who's getting beaten to a pulp witnessing horrible atrocities because of her well, let's not reveal that. But she's not in a good place. 
And he just doesn't care. He wants a hole. He just wants something to stick his dick into. This is an awesome guy. Isn't he? This is Peach. Yeah. So meanwhile, that, that Burke dude that I love so much, he uncovers the Evergood Milk Company's bankruptcy. Yeah, no longer in business. And uh, the, the bankruptcy papers were signed by a, quote, uptown shyster that had since changed his name in the wake of uh, this little uh, dealing. And to whom do you think old Wesley pays a visit? Yep. One Abraham. Oh, Mr. Devere. Well, Abraham Berkowitz. Yeah. Now masquerading Devere, yeah. is a man named Fenton Devere. Uh, and Fenton coughs up the name of a dead man. Saul Ladman. Saul Goodman. A lot of Jews yeah. running around this book. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. Um, Saul was listed as the owner, but as Wesley corrects him, only after 1935. So something's up. This fishy business. Um, and their, their meeting is cut short by the arrival of the thorn in Wesley's side, Lieutenant Burke. There's a back and forth uh, between Burke and Wesley. Uh, Wesley and they'll tussle, or Wesley will be at a, a location seconds before Burke barges in. Like there seems to be a cat and mouse on, on both sides between Burke and uh, Wesley, which is really neat and fun. And the police find another body. Yep. Without mentioning his name, Wesley pumps Judge Thomas for information on Saul Ladman. Like, yeah, you've you've presided over some business dealings and bankruptcies and stuff. Like, what would happen? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Diane is doing the same thing to her father. She's pumping him for information on the recent victim. Diane and Wesley are very similar, right? Uh, Diane wants to join Dad on a case. He's like, absolutely not. You are not coming with me on a case. And then he makes the mistake that I have made in many instances dealing with my eldest daughter, Mm -hmm. saying that it is different for girls. For some reason, that incenses women. I I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, Don't tell my daughter, but there are instances where I still believe it's true. That it's very different for for men as opposed to women. We don't want to admit it, but in some situations, women are very, very much at a disadvantage. And it, it, here's my my reasoning. I'll make it quick. It, in order to protect women, in this case, my freaking daughter, I I I try and put myself in situations where I know what assholes men can be, especially when there's a beautiful woman on the opposite end, and. I say, well, it's easy for a guy to go out in this kind of situation, but it's much more difficult and disadvantageous for a woman to go out in a situation like this. And then she goes way off the deep end and tells me how in 12 million ways that I'm wrong. But whatever. And I can understand Mr. Belmont, not wanting his daughter to be put in this kind of danger. Even though she's resourceful and can take care of herself, there's always a chance that there will be a moment when she is not. Or caught unawares. I get it. Whatever. But Diane is not without resources of her own. What does she do? Well, she cracks Dad's wall safe. 
Yep. And she dives into his information on the case, information that she carries back to Wesley. And you got to wonder, as I did reading this, whether a lot of Wesley's information came to be through the resourcefulness of Diane. Like, how much did he know before she gave him Mm -hmm. all that information that her father rounded up? She was his chat GPT. That shit's evil, and you should stop playing around with it. (laughs) But anyway. Simultaneously, information is delivered to both Diane and Wesley that the latest victim of the tarantula is none other than Celia Goldman? (gasps) How did that happen? Say what? Uh, Here's the deal. Uh, We didn't explicitly say it going in because there are some surprises to be had, but Albert and his daughter Celia are more than father and daughter. Oh, yeah, they'd be fucking. Yes, well, yeah. This book was 20 years ahead of its time because this is this part for the course on browsers these days. No, it's just, but, well. Well, yeah. You, you never saw Chinatown? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Have, yeah. But mm-hmm. my favorite is the unaware wife. Like, can, how stupid and clueless can you be? Your husband's bed sheet's bobbing. He's. Well, like, listen, I mean, denial's a river in Egypt, right? I mean, you like you, you don't see what you don't want to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Albert and Celia... I mean, she, my point is, she's not the first spouse to... I mean, she's, you know, I mean... To live in the Especially back then, like, I'm sure, like, lots of people never, you know, like, they're like, oh, I never saw it, never, and, like, everyone else in the whole world saw it, but they're like, yeah. how did you not see it? Right. Plus, she's a lush, right? So, she's, she's, she's like barely competently focused on life most of the time. Right. This is true. So Albert is bonking his daughter, Celia, and Roger is well aware of it and goes back and tells mom. And apparently the kidnapping of his daughter has extracted all pigment from Albert's skin because he has now joined his alcoholic wife, Miriam, in Chalkland. They they have no skin color whatsoever. He started off with skin color, but now his his pincushion's gone and he has none. Uh, so biting words are thrown around. The temperatures flare. The Goldmans all start screaming at each other. It's a, it's a typical dysfunctional family. And... Uh, Chief O'Donnell thinks it would be a good idea if maybe the family had some time to themselves. And this is an amazing scene, and I love it, and this is why I love Burke. On the way out, Burke tells Albert that, hey, you know, I, I, I got myself a new accountant. Yeah, uh, His name is Myron Fields. You, know? you may remember him because he says he knows you. And Albert's like, (laughs) so so Burke's letting Albert know, the jig is up, my friend. It's over for you. You may say that all this stuff, nah, I got you. Um, So Wesley's creeping. 
on the Goldman estate. Wherever all like this is ground zero for information. Wesley's there. He's running around on the the parapet of the the the, the building, and he's jumping down. He's listening, and um, you know uh, Burke is talking to his his men, and he's like. Here's what we got to do. We got to go get the drop on Myron Fields. And Wesley hears him. So uh, Wesley comes out of the shadows and there, a car chase ensues. Wesley's just trying to stop Burke from getting to Fields first. Um, and what's that that um, video game where you're in a car and you got to drive into the back of this truck? Oh, Spy it, Hunter. Spy oh, Hunter, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like a Spy Hunter moment in reverse, because Wesley's trunk opens up, and spike strips fly out, and ruins Burke's day yet again. I don't know how Wesley, Wesley hooked up his car to disgorge spike strips, but he did, and it's cool. And Wesley gets to the Fat Man Fields first, right? And Fields, with a little bit of gas, fesses up. He lets it all fly. Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you. You're probably not going to believe me. But, oh, it's my son. It's my son with, with coffee. With coffee. From Sheets. Oh, look at that. Ooh, baby. Oh, it's the cameo. Beats. What up? The Vinny Beats. Vinny Beats. I got a protein bar. Good. Go away. No. Thank you. It's a collector's item, folks. Yes. I got coffee from Sheets. My man. Um, here's the deal. Roger, Roger has a gambling problem and, uh, was in a whole lot of debt and the IRS was pissed off. So dad bailed him out and, uh, dad pretty much thinks Roger's worthless. And, um, uh, even worse, Roger has, uh, been ejected from two private schools for violence to both women and scoring no points with David animals he's basically a serial killer in the making as he has proven we'll see uh, so dad doesn't want to just you know give Roger the silver spoon he wants him to work he wants him to redeem himself um, so the Evergood the milk company was Roger's only inheritance. He would have to pick himself up by his bootstraps and make a man out of himself. But he doesn't. See, here's the deal. They, Mom and Roger now know about Catherine's dalliance with Albert. And that is why they brought her in and were, were questioning him, her, her, um, to get the goods on their father slash husband. Not a brilliant plan, but a plan nonetheless. Uh, but it does not come to fruition because Wesley's on the case. He's on the scene. And um, who's this this man? I forgot the name. The guy with the dog. Man with the dog that leads to the crucial um, information. What the hell is his name? The old guy with the dog. They said, "Don't hurt my dog." Oh, 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 oh! Uh, um, Vernon or or Devere, Devere. Yes, Devere. Um, where was I? Uh, 
yes, that uh, Wesley barges in on, um, thanks to all this information, Wesley barges in on the act going down between Roger as the tarantula, who now has his sister trussed up. And in a well-placed, I don't understand the ending, but we're going to run with it. Um, for some reason, uh, the tarantula has an axe when Wesley barges in, right? And swings at Wesley and misses and hits a fuse panel, fuse box. Shatters the door on the, on the, on the fuse box, leaving the, 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 the panel, you know, exposed. Mom's out of it. Mm-hmm. So Wesley and now a gun-toting tarantula are are speaking. Where does the water come from? It's probably just the damp basement. It, it's, All right. I, I, thought, mean, because, I, cause I thought I missed something. When Catherine gets thrown down, it looks like, or, or maybe, I mean, shit, maybe it's her urine. I don't know. It, <laughs> oh, that's even better. Dude, it's her urine. I'm going with that. She, okay. she peed herself. Wesley comes in. And her the, wrists are broken. How long has she been hanging there? It, it's insane. Yeah, she's in bad. But we'll get to it. And But yeah. there's one. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so Wesley goes in. Um, the gas doesn't really have an effect on Miriam. <laughs> according she's to what? lush. Yeah, because she's a lush. Um, and I, I look at Wesley's... Uh, font whenever he's in the guise of the sandman uh-huh. there's a, a a stylistic flourish to his uh the typography of wesley's dialogue balloons and i can't not do it but i go all christian bale when i'm reading it as the, as batman yes Okay. Yep. It because I, I I would think that Wesley isn't a rough and tumble. Well, he is, but to all appearances, he's 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 meek looking. He's not of huge build. Like to get Wesley's voice as creepy as this text would make me believe, he would have to play a part where like it would be silly. It right. would sound silly to my ears for a man of such a slight frame to sound like, you know, uh, a black metal band singer. But anyway, uh, so, okay, mom peed on the floor. And the, we now we have an ex, a live wire. The jig is up. Celia knows it's her brother, knows it's, you know, her mom going on there. And Wesley backs Roger as the tarantula up to the point where he steps into the <laughs> urine, the, pee. the, pee, the <laughs> urine soaked electrical wires, and he gets zapped. That is such a freaky panel at the bottom of the page. The one that freaks me out is the one at the top left of the next page when he's trying to talk. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's, he has shit himself at this point. So there's just bodily fluids all over the place. Uh, Yes. And Wesley uh, now has to fend off mom. 
because she came out of it because she's a, a lush. But she's a souse. Yes. Is, and my, is your mother a heavy drinker? A souse. Yes. My <laughs> single favorite panel in the entire four issues now is revealed. Catherine is in the midst of, of a, 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 an abusive haze. She's in and out of reality. And she wakes to find herself not being brutalized at the hands of a madman, but in, in the arms of her good friend, yep. Diane. And she looks up and her eyes all swollen and black. Her, her, her mouth is ripped apart from being punched or, or slapped. Her teeth look like they're broken. And her skin is blue. And and she's D -D 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 Diane, and she's like, "Am I dead? Is, is is this really happening?" That is a beautiful panel. I know it's brutal, but the fact that this character wakes in the arms of her best friend, I think that's that's a beautiful little. It's little, extremely well done. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a nice little sentiment, and and it it just it tells me again reinforces the notion that. I believe this book has a heart. Back then, I think th there's a lot of emotion. It's not on the surface between these two kids. Well, eventually it is. But um, it's not explicit in a lot of cases, but it's there. There's a real heart to this this uh, series. I love it so much. And that's that's pretty much the beginning and the end of this story. Because it's the end. We don't... You know, there's no more tarantula and, and drunk mom, but uh, it is only the beginning between what happens between Diane and Wesley. And hopefully uh, Diane is, at least going by this last page, is about to leave and go on vacation to find some place where she can get some sun. <laughs> well, it's contagious. <laughs> it really out, is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a porcelain disease. It's... It's amazing that when I think of it, um, you say, what, what, what are some of the best relationships in comics? Okay. And I always go Shade and Kathy, right? Wesley and Diane. Lenny and Kathy. There's a lot from Shade the Changing Man. Changing Man. Um, Tulip and Jesse. Sure. Yeah. Like the yeah, DC yeah. has has an amazing array of really vividly, beautifully portrayed pairings. What is it about DC th that uh, is conducive to that kind of stuff? Like, yes, Marvel. Okay. Um, Reed and Sue. You know, right. Okay. So, but Reed and Sue aside, even because even even. You know, Bruce and Betty. No, I nothing. No, I, no, I not, not not Bruce it, and Betty. They, they just they and they get everything seems to be so tragic on the Marvel side. Like yes! nothing really ever. Like, Scott, and then Murdoch I mean, comes Scott and Madeline, fucks everything Scott, up. It, right. I mean, he's just going to bang anybody. But yeah. it's it's like obviously. Yes, Peter and Gwen, extremely tragic. Uh, Peter and MJ, okay, thanks, Mephisto. You, you've just nothing ever fucking lasts for the couples in the Marvel Universe. No, I don't understand it. 
Logan and 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 Marika, Logan and Eureka. It, it's just it's I just I Thor can't. and Jane Foster. Like what's right? going on? Yeah. But uh, okay, Sandman or not Sandman, Shade the Changing Man. Not not the best ending. I mean, I love the ending, but in terms of characters enduring, not the best. <laughs> Fun fact: I've read virtually zero. Oh, dude, of Shade the really, Man. really need to. Know, you know, Bacello's know. on a good chunk of it. Right? I know. Okay. I do know that. But uh, Jason, why are you quiet? Did we lose Jason? Where is Jason? Did he say BRB? No, he's muted. He is muted. I can't change that. I don't think. I can mute people. I cannot unmute them. Okay. Well, don't be muting anybody. Scott and Jean. Right, yeah, Scott and Jean. Scott and Madeline. Scott and Emma. Peter and Kitty. Peter and Kitty. Why can't anybody be freaking happy in the Marvel Universe? That's what I'm saying. It's weird. But it's hard to compete when you've got Clark and Lois. So Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. And listen, I I think that it's, I mean, I know that when I think about that, not, not, not to get away from our book of the month, but when I think about how so many decades the late 30s through the 40s, the 50s, and, and, and the 60s, and Lois is always trying to, like, you know, to, with those silly stories where she's in love with Superman, can't stand Clark, or she tries to trick Superman. Into, but it wasn't until the 90s that they finally just were like, listen, let's, it, let's have them get together. And they've stayed. I mean, yeah, granted, we had the new fifty-two and and whatnot, but obviously, but then thanks to convergence, they they, they realized the error of their ways and they know what what works. But it's 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 endured. Well, it, I, I, I think I, I think it would have to endure. You can't walk away. Who's going to divorce Superman? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> I'm going to leave you. Why? Because you stand for hope. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, let's be crass for a second, or 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 base. Ain't nobody in bed better than Superman. I don't care who you are. Maybe, maybe Reed. I don't or know. Ra- the, 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 I mean, the super, the, the super load could blow somebody's back out. Okay, that's the pro. But yeah, I get it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you you don't. You're not paired with the the universe's greatest example of heroism and you what you don't you don't leave that there's no reason to leave that he's handsome he's he's built like a brick shit house he's uh-huh. he's extremely forthright he does the right thing all the time why do you leave superman you don't you just don't and, he, he, and it's they, they've always treated her the, the, the writers have always because because you could in and I could just I can imagine it now like if this was a Marvel comic she wouldn't be able to share him with the world so she would leave just to like let yeah, him no that's so stupid but, but there's, just, there's but, you can't come up with a reason for Lois leaving Superman that no. doesn't make her come off as stupid especially not in the DC universe no right. I mean, because he's not going to do anything worthy of 
You know he ain't divorce. Cheating. He's not gonna cheat. He's not gonna kill your dog or your father or your cousin. Like he, Superman always does the right thing. So th- there's no logical reason why a partner would. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure it's going to be the same with with Jonathan. You you don't leave these people. It doesn't make sense. I could see Bruce. Yeah, moody. Well, sure. Yeah. Fucking you know, self absorbed. Yeah. Uh, lies has data on everybody in the universe uh trust no one yes um mommy and daddy issues like okay superman has none of that and could if he wanted to but he doesn't because he was raised by the salt of the earth salt of the earth yep but anyway um i think that the relationship between wesley and diane is extremely real extremely uh believable and very much unlike a lot of the relationships over at the distinguished no that's dc at the competition <laughs> yeah jason what, what do you think it's so weird what 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 do you think about what we've what we were saying um i mean i don't know you went in places that i don't like none, none of that occurred to me. Like, like you definitely, you're, you're definitely taking an angle that I've never really given much perspective to. The not leaving Superman, or the believability, or the the resiliency of romance uh, at DC as opposed to Marvel. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the second part is kind of like well worn, right? Which is that like, uh, it's the whole like, and I think this is over time kind of been diluted, but this whole idea of that like. DC were always about these like icons, you know, and Marvel was always tr- considered like they were more human. Right. And so there was like more complexity. Um, but the no one leaving Superman. I don't know that I buy it, man. Like, I think he'd be a pretty shitty spouse. Like he's spending every waking moment saving the world. Like how much time is he sitting down and having sushi with you and like watching a movie? You know that going in. And yet you still agree mm-hmm. to it. No, I think, well, I think in a lot of relationships, though, you, you, especially a, a, an assertive person like Lois would be like, oh, I can get him to change. Like, <laughs> like, like my puss is good. Like, I'm going to get him to change. And, like, people don't really change, at least not often. So I, but that's, I, could, I could see you thinking, oh, no, it'll get better because he loves me. But then, like, after a few years of realizing, like, he literally spends, like, 23 hours a day saving the world. And he should, and you know that you, you know that that's his best use of time. So, but it would be lonely. It would be. But she's not. Know. Lois isn't a housewife. She's not sitting at home. She's doing her own thing. She's got her own career. She she's okay, got her but own. That, but I don't buy that because I mean, in in modern in the modern world, this is in the 1920s. Lots of people have careers and lives, but they still want their spouses to be present and 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 engage with them when they're a couple. I mean, like it's not like otherwise, why get married if she's so independent that she doesn't give a fuck that he's never there? Then why get married in the first place? Like, I, now, why, not just, know, the, why not just be fuck buddies? I mean, like the more that I think about it, relationships in the DC universe are incredibly stable. If yes. you're a, if you're a Flash, they are disturbingly stable. Look at look at yeah. Wally, yeah. Um, Jay Garrick, and and uh, and Joan. Like, yep. nobody breaks up if they're a flash. <laughs> That's the way it seems to me. Yeah, it's true. It, it's just odd that, that there's there's a, a rock-solid stability to relationships, a lot of relationships at DC. And Not as, all of them. As but, wishy-washy or, or moody as Wally was as a titan with Raven, uh, 
training becoming wheels. the flash and and right and 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 getting with linda was yeah it, it's it, he needed that he, he needed to be there so he could be here and yeah absolutely it, it's it's that's as i know that you know we've had this discussion where you know if bruce stays the same age how can he have so many robins of different ages and 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 all those wards have grown up and have done other things but it's you you do also get those little slices where you've seen I guess it always goes back to the Titans, but 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 you you've seen growth with Wally. Like I, I it's night and day. The, the the Wally West of the Teen Titans was one of my least. Nah, I'm not gonna say he was my least favorite character, but he was not. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't Robin. He wasn't Changeling. Right. It, it's just, but but I mean, seeing him as take, taking over the mantle from from Barry, who sacrificed himself there. It's just. It's it's. Yeah, no, it, I, I, and and yeah, I know that Marvel does the the growth. They they've done it with with Tony. They've done it with Peter. They've done it with Matt. And, but but they tend to also, they'll take a few steps forward where, where we'll see some progress. But then they'll okay, no, well, we we just we like this character here in this box. So this is where we're going to put him back again. And and yeah, I, but I, I think Marvel takes a very high school cafeteria approach to to relationships. It's like, well, who's Tony going to be with now? Well, let's try Mary Jane. Like that—that's that, yes, that's, yeah. that's just like, it's 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 juvenile. It, because it yeah. doesn't put any stock in 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 emotion. It's just like it, it's a very childlike way of of, of yeah. approaching a relationship. Where DC's just like, no, you don't fuck with the relationship. <laughs> Wally. Linda, that's what it is. It's that's the whole thing. She's his anchor in the Speed Force. Like that's what brings him home. That's beautiful. Why can't Marvel do that? I mean, I feel well. I, I don't know. To me, it feels like you're totally like picking and choosing for your argument because, like, I'm picking the good first family. The, fir- the first family of Marvel is a is right. Is, Reed and Sue. So that's yeah, it. It's like and, and they're and they're as stable as they come. And like I, so I don't. We said that. Like, and and, and DC's it. got pl- DC's got a million relationships that have come and gone. Like, like plenty of people have dated. Like, look at the Titans. Like, Dick has had multiple yeah. loves of his life. Uh-huh. That's what I was gonna say. While Dick, Wally's the man that Dick wants to be. Because Dick should have known way back when that Barbara was the woman for him. Quit fucking around with this alien bitch. And, yeah. and re- no, but what I was going to say is Slade and, and Tara, there's a, a heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Ooh, that's, yeah. hey, you know, you thought the. No, but, but <sighs> the, there, is, a, there is, is an abundance of successful relationships at DC as opposed to Marvel where there's a few. Right. That's that, where that, we're going. We're not all, saying that exactly. just mm-hmm. nothing works out in the Marvel Universe, nothing romantic, but there's a stronger chance in DC. There are that, a lot more flings in Marvel than oh, there are. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, listen, I mean, you know, that's... But that, I mean, that makes gotta, sense in the sense of, else. like, I was going to say, it, it, like, in a way, it's about kind of the dating of when the universe has started, right? Like, when when they wrote the book, the, the, the show Bible. Uh, but, like, because DC was at a period of time when we had this, like, idea of a nuclear family and and everybody got married and had kids and was happy ever after even though it was all bullshit and then so that that's kind of became like oh that's what these characters are about that's the character bible whereas and marvel came up in the you know in the 60s into the 70s and that was like you know free love like make make love not war like you don't need to be married like so i just think it's like a, it's it's as much about the the who were the architects of each of those universes and what were their what were their what was the common moral fiber of 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 storytelling of the time right and and because it's superhero comics like 
the, the point you made earlier, like they don't really ever really change. Like, like, like the, the blueprint is the blueprint. You can mess around with them for a while, but then like, you're going to put them back into the kind of like the, into their, into the, to the original state. So, um, yeah, even that doesn't apply to Superman. Because Superman was a character for decades and decades until John Byrne got his hands on it. And John Byrne radically transformed Superman into sure. the character. And, and, and we know that a lot of, a lot of, DC Comics fans hate Superman and Lois. They they wish they like it better when they think it's un- unrealistic. So like, now again, I I like to me it's like they're so synonymous. Like I just because my first exposure to Superman really was the movie, like the Christopher Reeves movie, right? So it's like, like I think for a lot of people my age, it's just like, oh, of course they're like Superman and Lois is just par for the course. Like you can't have one without the other. But but you know, plenty of people look at that burn run. I know you guys obviously worship it, but a lot of people view that as like when when superman got got ruined right like it's it's definitely like there's two camps and it just depends they're on like wrong. what you thought yeah, what, they no, are wrong. of course no of course but but i'm saying it's it, that's what you guys think but it's again it's just about like when you when, we've talked about this a million times when you imprint something is what you think is the best version of it true can't you can't and cut. lots of writers have played with the idea of a superman-esque character having a relationship that doesn't work for the same reason, right? Because, like, if you logically put out the string, it's I think it's really hard to understand how Superman could have a loving relationship. Uh, there was a Marvel relationship that worked until the character was revamped into the unrecognizable thing it is today. But Howard and Beverly. Oh. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, that worked. I don't know what's going on now. All right. Book of the month. Look at that. Uh, any closing comments y'all have for this, this wonderful uh, piece of work? I'm I'm glad we did it. I, I really am. I it, it's like you said. Surprised we didn't speak on it earlier, um, but it 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 was. I'm I'm glad we did. I I just it it's been a minute since I revisited it. So um, yeah. I I don't I I don't know. How many of the listeners may have uh, may have read it before tonight if they were reading along with us? But um, it's it's one of those. It, it, I, I'm not I I I'm not going to throw out the word underrated because people misuse that. But it is it, it is one of those. It, it's it's a series where it's one of DC's better ones. It it is when it is talked about, it is referred to fondly and um truth and i think rightfully so it, it, it i mean yes we we only we only touched on it we touched on the beginning and, and there's more there's a whole lot more after this but um but it, it is it is it's a highlight in uh in 90s dc did it ever win an eisner i don't know that would be interesting. sure uh, I mean, not because I mean, it, like sent, the Sandman was probably racking up the Eisners, right? Yeah. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I'm sure it was nominated, but yeah. My problem when we revisit stuff like that, like this, is okay. I'll, I'll get a taste of of X amount of issues, and then I want to read the rest of it. Yep. And we can't do that because. We have to put the needle on another record for the next episode, right? If weeks were twice as long, 
in both number of days and hours, then it would be possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or we'd have to work for a living. Yeah, mm. well, that'd be great. Working on that, it's true. I think uh, it's never it's not it's never one Eisner. Um, yeah, and 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 our guest was right. The best writer for four straight years was Neil Gaiman for Sandman. Um, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, and ninety four. He won. It's just pretty crazy. And uh, Jage Williams won for Sandman Overture. Uh, Craig Russell, P. Craig Russell won for um, Best Artist on Sandman. He only uh, did like, tra- what, four issues? Yeah. Uh, he won four specifically just issue number 50. Um, Charles Vest won in 97 for issue number 75. Uh, wow. Mine won a million uh, Eisner's in part because of Sandman, but not like obviously main things. And that is it. Uh, oh, uh, best single issue Sandman won. Uh, the story Death by Neil Gaiman and P. Craig Russell won. And then Sandman proper won the best continuing series in 91, 92, and 93. So, a lot of awards for that Sandman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it doesn't look like Mystery Theater. Yeah, I never took one home. Well, it, sh- it should. Yes. But uh, why no omnibus of this? Or or it would probably need to be two omnibus. Why? Why has this stuff been been you know pushed to the shadows of the DCU? I don't get it. This I don't is the, this would be a, a no brainer. Two two more uh, bookshelf collections that most people would want to have. I would think. Uh, the compendium came out in May uh, May second of this year. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? It entails, uh, it's volume one, so let's see. Hope it's, it's only 70 issues, it's got to be, it's probably half of it. It's probably a two-volume. Yeah, probably. I'm looking at the, the Amazon solicitor. It doesn't, it doesn't say the issue numbers. Let's see if I can find it elsewhere. That's crazy. I didn't know that there was a book this year. That's because I don't watch, oh, Omar's just Marvel. Who does the DC version of Is he just Marvel? He doesn't do that. He's DC paid collections? by he's he's employed by Marvel, isn't he? I don't think so. I don't think their, so. Their, their channel reviews like all kinds of collected editions. Why did I? I think... just think his most his most popular stuff is he breaks news on the Omnibu. I don't know like how or why he gets that info quicker, but oh, I thought he was connected to Marvel some mm-hmm. way. No. Huh. So it says DC Comics has tried to collect Sam in Mystery Theater. This is from Bleeding Cool to give credit where credit's due. Mm. Uh, twice before and failed. The first time saw a series of trades beginning in 20, 2004 um, and went up to issue 52 before they stopped doing them. And One then, through 36. Oh, for the compendium? Yeah. Yep. And then and the, the second time card. in 2016, they put out hardcover books one and two which collected one through 24 and the annual, but then they stopped putting them out. So they've never put out a complete collected edition until now. The first of two compendiums collects Sammy Mystery Theaters numbers one through 36 and the annual and features an introduction from the voice of Matthew the Raven, Patton Oswalt. Aha. Wow. This book's great, but the coloring and the covers suck. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and they also and and because it's because it's it's also now um, marked as a uh, black label book. 
Oh, boy. Everything gets sucked into the black label vortex. Yeah. If you were Vertigo once, you're black label now. Well, happened once. I guess why not again? All right. There you go. Sam and Mystery Theater, Volume 1, The Tarantula. Next time, maybe you can pick the book we talk about for our book of the month. And how is that possible? Well, you become a patron. And then you can throw your little hat into the ring and say, I want you to read the entirety of the Romnibus, Volume 1. And we will. <laughs> so go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, 1 1 no apostrophe. And there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Check out. What else do we have? What else you got? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on Jason's list. Is there? Yeah, like it's 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 overflowing with stuff. It's funny. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I guess because it's like just an issue or two. It doesn't, like it doesn't feel like I. Sometimes you know you put something in there, it's in like a thousand pages, and you're like, oh man, I got a lot to talk about. But um, a lot of stuff on there that I didn't read yet. So tread mm. light, tread lightly. Um, mm. I, I will say, uh, why aren't you reading? Why aren't you reading Turtles Usagi? Um, because I was going to wait till it finished. Mm, got it. And my shop didn't get three this week. It's a delight. It is. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's it's. I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I don't know, is it four or five? I don't even know how many issues it is. I'm I think it's it five. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe five. But um, again, to say something crafted by Stan Sakai is a delight. There you go. I mean, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the aforementioned Peter Kowalski, we got All Eight Eyes number two yep. this week, um, which is just, you know, more good fun. Um, I'd like a little more Spider, a little less chit-chat between crazy dudes, personally. Like, like in the second issue, like, there wasn't much Spider. It's okay. I, I, yeah, I thought, no, I thought you hate like, spiders. I'd, I'd like a little more. Like, if it's going to be, like we talked about the first issue, it's it's just a love letter to those crazy 80s monster movies I, I you know i'd like a little more monster uh hopefully they amp it up in the coming issues um i know dap's got this read too but ambassadors for i've read ambassadors four and five i um i mean we only got one issue left man i don't know yeah. i don't know how it's going to end satisfactorily <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's going to end i think it's a it's a it's an intro because he's got another thing coming on the heels of this that yeah, but that, that's, that's not the comment. But that's not like that. That the book he's got coming is is a book that ties all of his previous characters together in a crossover. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. There are. Uh, this is going to be a Netflix series. We know that. But there's other works. There are other things in the works that use the characters from this ambassadors, from what I've read, that aren't published yet. So I I doubt that we're going to see uh, an ending of any kind in this book. I think uh-huh. I think it's just like look at the players. Here we go. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I mean, you're probably right just based on the pacing, but I, I got to say, like, it's it's. I mean, we'll see how the sixth issue wraps up, but I I don't know. Like, I mean, the fifth issue was just as, as meeting yet another one of the characters, and and it doesn't like. There's no real progression of the, other than that, her ex husband is you know the the big bad per se. But it's like okay, I, I don't know. I mean, it's um. It's been more sis, more sizzle than steak to me. Um, you know, we've we've obviously talked about the artists and how awesome it is to see some of these artists doing stuff. And and uh, I know that uh, when we had Fleece on, he was, you know, we we all didn't come away loving the 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 
Char- Travis. the Travis yeah. issue as much as, as as maybe had hoped. But what but, I mean, for, no, well, yeah. yeah, you were on the episode, but but Tony didn't care for it. He thought that Travis he was disappointed in how it looked. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but, but but I mean, I just will say that like five issues in, I'm kind of like okay, like I don't know. I am struggling to figure out like how I'm going to read the six issue and be like, Oh damn, that was a dope series. Cause it's going to be like, all right, I don't like, unless they just jam pack some you know, crazy sequence of events wow. quickly that feels rushed. I wish I so. was here when Tony said that. Cause I thought the third issue was like, follow that sucker. Tony gave like a panel by panel breakdown too. Oh of why my, I it's, him. the issue's yeah, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. Mm, I'm not sure I'm going to go that far. Oh my, you guys, you've lost your damn minds. You've both seriously. <laughs> no, uh, listen, I mean, any, any Travis is great to have. Yeah. But when I think of Travis and I, I, I said this, there are certain images I think of when I think of Travis Ray and, and, and I didn't, I, and, and that's on me. Listen, I mean, my, my man hasn't, hasn't given a sequential, consecutive sequential pages in some time so if, if this is his style or if this is what he's doing it that's great I, I I'll, I'll take whatever he's giving us but i had i had hyped myself up to something that wasn't going to be delivered and 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 so, so that's on me i'm not but it's still it, it the story itself the 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 issue itself it it was it was a bit of a letdown from what came before it for me story-wise and mm-hmm. and we all and 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 tony as as much as he said about the art he was super down on stewart's colors yeah, he was. That's true. We were. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's right. Because I was like, I was like, you mean the greatest color? I'm like the guy that they renamed the Eisner <laughs> Award for. Is they, they literally called the Dave Stewart Award for coloring. Like that's like you know. But and to his, he was like, well, no, I'm not saying he's not a great colorist in general, but he thinks that it's a bad. Just fit. working on it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I didn't. I didn't like that. I, I mean, for me, I, I think. I think the interesting thing about this book, and obviously the draw, was that we had these six renowned artists all doing a different look for a different character, and that is cool. But I mean. um like I have no issues with that, and I thought Bufani, who's probably the least known of the six, at least um, on the, on this side of the the pond, right? But um, but I thought he looked great. Like I I thought the art looked great again in issue number five. Um, I think for me, just art wise, Quapel is 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 right behind um, Quietly of, of the five issues. Like I I, I love the Quapel. Uh, like, yeah, the fourth issue looked great. Yeah, I thought that looked great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm struggling with the. In a way, you know, I, I feel like I've been an ardent defender of Miller um, over the years. I, I This feels like one of those Mark Miller minis where you read it and you're like, okay. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, but like, there's like, there's not like too much there other than that it looks great. It's, and and I, I thought after the third issue, I thought, okay, well, we've got a lot of, a lot of work to do after the next three issues, but it'll be amped up. And now we're five in and I'm like, okay, well, clearly this series isn't paced and structured the way that I thought it was going to be. And again, maybe it's a me thing, but, um, but yeah, certainly if someone who's read all Mark Miller stuff for the last decade, like this is not shaping up to be one of my favorite Mark Miller written books. I got no issues with the art though. I think the art's great. I think it's, this is a series Bible. It's, it's, I don't think it's now. Yeah. It wasn't built that way. And, and I don't like, this wasn't built as like, this is the first of in a universe like this was built as like I'm doing this cool book with six creators about six characters and that's why I'm picking it. It wasn't marked in this new universe. Yeah, well, yeah. This wasn't marked marked yeah. as like this is the this is the official index of the of the of the ambassadors universe. Well, if you wanted cohesiveness, you don't put six artists on a book. 
I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, right? Right, but I'm saying it also was billed as like the, the, that this was a singular project involving these six artists about six characters. And like it's going to be super cool, and maybe it will be. Like I mean, we haven't seen the six right. issues, so maybe I'm, it does tie it up in a nice bow. No, I, I'm not arguing. I'm not in the mood. But uh, <laughs> the fact that it's an issue, roughly an issue per character, should let you know that it's not going to end. It's not going to be a, a a beginning, middle, end type traditional storytelling vehicle. It's now my only my, my 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 only rebuttal to that is yeah yeah the title is the ambassadors, and obviously. But is it is it so we can meet these characters, or is it so we get the idea of what this doctor scientist was trying to develop? Who is the story about the characters? Or is the story about what she's doing, right? And, right. and her her getting even with with her ex husband? Yeah, I uh, like almost. I would say by the end of issue two, really strongly into issue three, I got the sense that. This is just a glimpse into what this universe holds. Like, I don't think that the it's it's not supposed to be super revelatory. It's it's not book two of of a of a three book cycle. It's it's just this. Here are the players. Stick around because I'm going to do really cool things with these characters. That's what I took it as, and and the fact that each. Chapter is illustrated by a different person that just lends me to believe that this is not supposed to be. Well, I, I don't know what you take what, away what you will from this thing, but I am not expecting a bow at the end of this. All wrapped up real nice. Let's move on to the next. I, it doesn't feel like that going in. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to argue with you based, based on what we've gotten for five issues. Sure. I yeah. guess it wasn't what I was expecting, but. And uh, and I just like Tony has lost his damn mind. <laughs> the the Charest issue is was revelatory. The art was so so freaking good. It's like how could other comics exist in a universe with this awe inspiring work sucking off? Well, we definitely should have had you on that episode because uh, you definitely would have been the outlier there. Like, it's, I think neither Dapper or I were as as like as derogatory but i i i mean I, for me again i'm only speaking for me it's by far the weakest of the five issues oh my god yeah. <laughs> i think it's i think it crushes all the other four it, it obliterates of art, right like, yeah the art is yeah, subjective okay all right well mm-hmm. you, got you, right? you got the vapors i don't have the vapors it's just it's nice that we can see different things the, yeah. his line is a little thicker than traditionally in this it's mm-hmm. not it's not that razor sharp precise um line that he had on on dark stars and the meta bear and stuff and everything else he's ever done it, it's it's a more this is what you're getting for your money like you could tell he's like i'm gonna give you this much i'm not gonna lowball it but you're not getting meta baron's level detail because i don't have 13 years to do it i mean he had 20 years to do it no, he didn't, because I'm sure Miller gave him this thing like a year ago or whatever. He didn't have all. So he had a year to draw a whole issue. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. So you're putting words into my mouth. I don't know what the time frame. I'm guessing. I don't know what the time frame was, but I'm. He probably took it as a as a a project, knowing that this is going to be a Netflix series. Mark's a cool dude. I'll do this. Lots of eyes will see it. 
And if the show gets bada bing, maybe I'll get some kind of monetary reimbursement because my character's now running around, or the character that I visually designed is now running around on Netflix. I don't know how it works. All I'm saying is, <laughs> in a universe of shit, that issue was a pearl. Like, I don't see why you can't, uh, whatever. Okay. We're not saying it wasn't, it's not the worst thing that was published this month. Yeah, exactly. It's just, when you look at the five issues that have been done so far. It's better than all of them. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I think, I think you're on an island there, but that's cool. <laughs> Weather's beautiful here. It's certainly the one I was most looking forward to seeing. Yes. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and again, and that probably plays into me being slightly let down. Agreed. Right. That like I was, you saw I, the six Lulistas, even when we talked about it, we're like, "Oh man, look at the and like Ch- Ch- he was the he was a standard of the six, even though the the others are all amazing artists." Because it was like we haven't seen it in twenty years, so it's like, "Wow, this is gonna be awesome." So, so but, Vince, if I if if I say if prior to this issue, what do you what do you envision? What what what's the one Travis image? you think of when you hear the man's name well it would probably be the meta baron that one where he's flying above it, it's a beautiful image um he's got the leather That's jacket redundant. well why uh, he's you know it's, and anything there's not a single charay image that i can say this is what i think of because it could be something you know the jim lee period from from dark stars or it could be the 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 mobius inspired meta baron stuff that he did or or wildcats it could be a, a shit ton of things maybe it's a wildcats cover i don't know but i mean i i love his transformation or his channeling of reality into that Charay visual language and style that we love so much. And I see that in this ambassador's issue. It's not it's 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 like he's tuning in a radio station and you know when you're right on the cusp, right on the on the edge of getting it, but it's not complete fidelity. Like you mm-hmm. can hear it, you're tuned into it, but it's not that razor sharp clarity. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what that issue is. It's still Charay. The line is thicker. The layouts are absolutely astounding. The, the, the you can't say that it's not detailed. It's just not razor sharp. Oh, it's a thin it's line. Detailed because we 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 also yeah. I mean, the, I think the, we we all uh, the, the we bat talked, cave. Yeah, the cave page. was like he spent. Forgot. I mean, to your point, like how much time did he, like he spent a lot of time. Drawing yeah. a lot of so nice. piping, a lot of piping, a lot of and, scaffolding, a lot of scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, it looks great. Mom's a hot toddy, right? I just thought it was great. I love the brat, but yeah. Well, he's going to grow into his role. That's he's <laughs> he is. Growing some murderer, maybe. Oh, uh, he's not. Gonna oh, he threw it. the gun. He threw the, the gun ocean. away. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know that that that's that. that oh, that's he, his redemption arc right there. That's again to my point. You haven't. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to be good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, I hope you're right. I mean, like Miller doesn't usually play coy like that. Like he's very promotional. Like this is a like we knew when we knew when when all of his other series were going to be continuing series. Like he made it very clear. So I I I don't know why he would like be right. trying to pull the wool over on our. No, eyes okay, just let's let's be um, Wesley Dodds and look at the evidence we have in front of us. Number one, it's a Netflix series, or it will be a Netflix series. Do you think that 
the five issues that have come out to date is enough to sustain an entire season of a Netflix show. No, it's not. It, there's not an. I mean, we we I have characters there, but yeah. I mean, is it going to be a Netflix series? Because I can't find any evidence of that on the interwebs. It's every doesn't, doesn't it say it on the, no, the fucking. Vince, Vince, you have to remember, he has a deal with Netflix. Every comic he puts out. Yeah, every Netflix. every comic Miller comic is a Netflix comic. So oh, so it's not like this they is own the guaranteed. Rights to it, but I haven't I haven't seen any mention that. Oh well, if they it. own the rights to it, don't you think they want some return on their investment? I don't know. Did they get? A they return haven't on developed. Ha- I mean, legacy. Yeah, they own the rights to lots of his things. The the rumor is that he's the deal's about to be axed because they haven't been able to monetize it. That it's everything they've Jupiter's legacy being the biggest, but it's been it's been a flop so far. What else is there? <laughs> no, that he's well, done they, for Netflix. Um, there's one other thing I think. Uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, I, I, see, I'm I misconstrued. I thought the fact that the Netflix logo is right there no it's, means it's, that no it's, no that's just because he's 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 sold, spies, he, he sold miller world to, to netflix it got Netflix acquired miller world tv um so they own the rights to all of his stuff um yeah so let's see jupiter's legacy uh super crooks i don't know what that is that was a anime he owned that he they released uh and then american jesus is supposedly coming this year oh well, that's old yep uh, Magic Order is supposedly coming this year, although they've, as I understand it, the uh, writer yeah, strike has paused paused development on that, so that may or may not happen. Um, Huck is in development, but they haven't started filming. Uh, Prodigy is in development as a film, but they haven't started filming. Um, I'm looking here, Sharky, the bounty hunters in development, but they haven't what? started filming. I don't know what that uh, is. That's the one by uh, Simone Bianchi. Nightclub, oh. which is his new thing, is uh, is in development as a TV show, and Space Bandits is uh, licensed, and they're working on a script, but there's no announcement of any plans to make it into an actual show. So, oh, yeah, so, so Ambassadors no, is not a lock. It's not no. going to. Oh, okay. I don't know. Then I don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. I thought for, I thought for sure <laughs> that it was going to be a series, but again, I think the last comment stands. There's not enough information here to sustain. I'm like it's just character sketches so far, right? And the, the yes, there's a plot, but it's threadbare. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I this okay. I don't know what to think, but I don't think it's going to end. Come issue six, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna step away from this and say, "Hmm, satisfying." I think it's just going to be a teaser for what is to come. Now you yeah. may take that as what the hell did I just pay for, but I I thought this was a worthwhile um, so far a worthwhile experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same word. Yeah, yeah. I'm not now listen, to I'm your not mad now to your it. point though. Now I will say now this is back in your favor. You could be right. Not about the show, but it says here uh, that the nightclub Nemesis Reloaded, Magic Order Four, and Ambassadors are all reportedly. Precursors to the big game, which is the crossover series he's doing with Pepe Larraz. Bada boom! So there you go. Maybe maybe that's where we see more of them. I ordered that as well, and I read Nemesis Reloaded. That thing's fucking insane. 
<laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I'm, I mean, I'm on it because because I yeah yeah, yeah a lot of people that have read it have loved it, including like Newbury and Hassan and stuff. So I'm I'm gonna yeah I'm definitely over that. But yeah. uh, I, it, it's um the original was okay. This is I'm well, glad you read the original. Or can I just read this? I thought we did. You read it when I read it back in the day, didn't you? That Mrs. Twenty Ten. Yeah, McNiven Twenty Ten. Didn't you? I just forgot. I don't. I'll, I'll revisit it then. He's a despicable bastard. I know. He Dude, is. can you believe that Miller World is almost twenty years old? Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. American Jesus was the official first Miller World title, as apparently I thought Wanted uh, was, but Wanted came out a couple months later. See, he made a big mistake now bringing the unfunnies to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it was your point. So it was twenty two thousand four. Was was American Jesus the unfunnies and Wanted, and then came Kick Ass War Heroes, and then. Yeah, I would have thought Kick Ass was first, but I yeah, my timeline was screwed up. In, in terms yeah. in terms of of um, success in media other than the printed page, would you say Miller is the most successful comic book writer to date? Uh, oh, um, oh, second to to Kirkman, but yeah. Oh, what, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, Kirkman I mean, what does Kirkman be ha- besides um, Walking Dead and and Invincible? Yeah, but that's where you I mean, that, I mean, That's the money, down. though. He's had he's had over what including this the walking dead um the second the other walking dead show he's had what 14 se- or 13 no 14 seasons of 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 network tv that's that's where you make crazy i mean that's that's crazy money you get all yeah. the syndication deals so like miller's that. mostly movies right yeah miller's had the kick-ass movies right he's yeah, had um the kingsman movies. the kingsman movies so he's i mean he's done well for sure i agree with you. he's one of the most successful but other than that i mean um he did this netflix deal but like I said, we're in year five of it, and we've gotten they canceled they canceled um, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, you know, it didn't do well, so they canceled that. And all these other things are just in in development. Like none of them, there's no announced dates. So a lot of people have said that uh, this writer strike is going to serve as a way for these streamers to cut a lot of these deals they made that they now regret, including Miller. Like there's talk about like Miller. Um, what's uh, Ava Ava DuVernay's allegedly going to lose her deal? Uh, there's talk that uh, really the only one who's safe is um, Shonda Rhimes because her shows are absolute gobsmackingly successful on Netflix. But everybody else's deals, like they regret doing them because they gave them all this tons of money and and like the shows haven't really done much. I do think that Miller is one of the um, the most um, I don't know what the right word is giving of creators or co-creators because mm-hmm. they, like what everybody that he works with like they have they own like half of it yeah it's, it's true 50 50 yeah yeah so it's it's whether he comes up with the idea as soon as someone draws it it's it's it, it's not wholly owned by him but it, it's i he is he's he's a very he's very prolific and and uh just altruistic he's just he just i i I am glad. I, I may not love everything he's done, but I am glad that he. I'm glad he exists. I'm glad he is somebody mm-hmm. who's in the industry who can pay it forward and and just he, he loves writing, loves telling these stories, and and people eat up what he does. So I'm I'm extremely happy that he. So JRJR got a stake in Kickass. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, because I mean, and and again, if we're giving credit where credits due. I mean, Remender has the same; it's fifty fifty. Um, right now, 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 his unfortunately, his stuff has not. You know, he's had a few things made, but it, they haven't lasted, right? Like, obviously, Deadly Class was one season, and so I, I like, but but from a like a fairness perspective, because remember there was that whole 
Twitter kerfluffle everyone like try to crucify him with that. Well, I forget what it even was. Uh, it was for uh, Scumbag. Yeah, um, and a guy like made the tweet, the vague tweet, and everyone Louis took it to me like, and and like, and Reminder really got upset about that because he was just like, I'm like, like I literally like, if you ask, you could like, they any of these people complaining could have asked like any of my creative partners, and they would tell you it's we have fifty fifty deals. Like it's not like I like. I like and 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 then if you remember like that quickly got recanted because it was just yeah. like oh you know like so he's fair about it too like obviously Kirkman is not as we've talked about many times like Kirkman owns these things lock stock and barrel I mean he, they they get they get pieces but they he get drapes. they don't they don't yeah they don't get the well to be fair I mean Adlard got a ton of money from Walking Dead but 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 not fifty fifty though right because I, I listened I mean, to a podcast I think it was David Harper but Adlard basically said and I credit his candor he said he doesn't ever have to work again in his life. But because he also, of the show, and, and 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 right because of the show. But I mean, in 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 defense of that, Adlard wasn't there at the start. There was a Tony Moore project. That, well, that was that, the kerfuffle, right? Is that is that Kirkman bought Moore out and and then right. Moore sued him twice because he felt like he didn't get his fair shake. And and as far as I know, um, and again, some of that's not. But but the, as the as the story goes, Moore lost those lawsuits, like. Tough titties, oh, okay. like he, like he, he, you know, basically Kirkman gave him some more money to, but like he, he didn't win the, the second lawsuit because it was like the judge was like the deal's the deal, like you may regret have signed, you may you might regret having signed away your rights, but you signed them away. So true that. But yeah, you got me thinking now. Like, yeah, I would say, I mean, it has to because because most of the success in Hollywood has been the big two, right? And obviously, then the creators don't really benefit as much. So right. So yeah, Miller's got to be right up there. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn's had a couple of his things developed. Um, you know, Bru- I mean, allegedly Brubaker and Phillips. We've got a criminal series coming, but you know, I mean, Lemire's on a bit of a streak right now. I mean, Essex County just came out, and Sweet Tooth season two just came out. So I mean, he's doing all right, but yeah, just I mean, I don't, nobody. I mean, but Miller's got what like ten legitimate. Uh, Big like like theatrical releases. That's got to be like nobody can touch that. There you go. Nice. I guess Alan Alan Moore would if he was willing to take the money, yeah, <laughs> and put his name on the stuff, right? Like like <laughs> if he didn't want to be the writer, the original writer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. All right, everybody. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this because this is how the books of the month tend to go. Uh, this one was a little detail heavy because the book is infested <laughs> with detail, uh, and and it is the the first time we meet these characters. So there's a lot of groundwork that needed to be covered in this uh, Sandman Mystery Theater. But we hope you enjoyed it, and you come back for the next episode, uh, which will be soon. In the meantime, uh, if you want to save big on your collected editions, your your trade paperbacks, and Omnibu, when you when you go to buy the the Micronauts and the Romnibus, um, you know where to go, and that's cheapgraphicnovels.com because you're going to save. You'll laugh at Amazon prices when you see what you ah, can get this. Ha ha! Yes, good day. When, when you see what you can get the the stuff for at cheapgraphicnovels.com, just go there. Maximum savings. There you go. In your travels, um. I wish you guys read this book because mm. I'm fascinated by it. Gold Digger? Um, yeah. I was thinking I should do, because I haven't spoken on Gold Digger 
ever in the 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 decade. How long have we been doing this? Fourteen years. A long damn time. Long time. I haven't spoken on Gold Digger hardly at all. I should do deep coverage on two ninety nine three hundred. <laughs> and be like, what? And I won't explain anything either. I'll be just like, yeah. So this is what happened. Be, Whoa, uh, where's that coming from? Well, read the previous 298 issues oh. and the series before that. But anyway, uh, this is a series from from whatnot that I've been kind of, sort of talking about vaguely. Uh, it's called Liquid Kill. It is written by Max Hoven and Aaron Crow, and art and lettering by Gabriel Iumazark. I'm fascinated with it because it it's a totally different animal from what we tend to expect comics to be. In that, um, not a whole lot is explained. The the panel uh, and character designs are amazing, but it's very dark. It's a very very dark book. It's it's a it's a um, in a nutshell um, a group of of uh, very efficient uh, mercenary type women infiltrate uh, a hotel that's surrounded by by water um, to rescue someone that was benevolent to one of the women uh, in her younger years. That's all you need to know. It, it, there's a page in issue number four that said, you know, the inspiration for Liquid Kill came from Alien, Resident Evil, Ghost in the Shell, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, and The Raid. I could see it. I could see that. Um, maybe not Alien, um, but the rest of it. And it's just a very f- strange and fascinating comic because, again, it does not walk and talk like a, a whole bunch of other comics. It's the the. It's been four issues to date, and maybe the events comprised an hour. An hour and a half. Like, it, it's just a, a high speed. And you don't really know a whole lot about any of the main players. Oddly enough, you learn more about the, 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 the secondary and tertiary characters. Like, people that are involved in the rescue but aren't actually perpet- like, in, in, engaged in it. It's a really strange book, and I don't know how to... How to how to detail it any other than that? But it's it's extremely dark, um, not detrimentally so. It's just it happens that it, the, the events occur at night. So there's there's again uh, not a lot of of uh, mostly ambient light is what it is. It's just I really wish you guys read this because maybe you could help me in 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 speaking on this very strange book. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, Liquid Kill. It may not compel you to go out and read it, but be curious because I I I, I need some some help working this 
this new book out, this language. It, it's, it's very odd. But I love it. I'm fascinated by it. Um, yeah. Liquid Kill from Whatnot. Four issues to date. I knew it was from Whatnot. I like their stuff. I really do. I've seen it on the... Um... Oh, uh, I mean, the only thing I've read from Whatnot is, is the Ninja Funk. And uh, it was horrendous. Like, like, and I was, I read it because it was our boy Alex Regal's first big break, and I, yeah. I, I, I thought that well, if there is, if there was a plot, it was completely incomprehensible. It was, it was absolutely like, like I, I, it was like a random number generated plot, but you know, but well, that, that's one book. I maybe, maybe, maybe they're doing other cool stuff. I don't no, know. No, they yeah, are doing Griffin. Griffin, we we spoke on Griffin. Right. Um, they have that um, Wesley Snipes book that's not that I'm not reading. Um, but there's that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that the Astrobots book was gorgeous. I I didn't bring it to the table yet because I was waiting for the second issue to get yeah. a better. You know, I I liked. I think their stuff is fun. Yeah. What uh, what not? And they're going to be publishing heavy metal. Or at least it was solicited. I don't know if it's actually going to come. We may be refunded, but I paid for three issues of of a. Uh, an anthology called Heavy Metal. <laughs> I don't know. At the, at the, at the, at the rate it's going, uh, the, the whatnot and Aftershock will be only publishers and previews. So yeah. they, they got to print it. Yeah, that's the other big news before. I mean, we should at least touch on it. Like it's, I mean, because I think it is like, it, it's fascinating to see some of the, the, the reactions from the from the uh, store owners. I'd be curious to happen, Vince, since you guys go to LCSs these days, like to get their take. Because, you know, for those that don't know, uh, Lunar, a.k.a. Uh, the Merkelers, aka DCBS, have uh, have have fried Image Comics away from from Diamond now, um, and so are now distribute Oni, DC, and Image among others. Um, and uh, you know, I said it after the last d- departure. I didn't know how Diamond was going to survive, and I, I I'll say it again. I, I don't I don't know how they can lose Marvel, DC, and Image, which collectively make up more than eighty percent of the direct market. And uh, and I don't know what it. Yeah. cost to be a premier publisher but if you don't have dark horse at the front of the book now if you don't have i mean you had other publishers you you had idw and and these are all now they're alphabetical with the rest of they're 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 the professor and the marianne of of the previews world and and it's just one of those things where what what does it mean to be a premier publisher what what is it what is it do you pay money to be at the front of the book? Do you have to sell a certain amount of units? It but used if, to be you had to sell a certain amount. You'd have a certain market share. So obviously, if they're not now, that I don't, I, I, you, I'm just backing up your point as to you know how is Diamond going to survive this now if if other publishers are like we we're we're we're, we're done with you. Yeah, people are having some fun. Like, and I think you made the right point with that. Like, people are like, because I guess they that uh, Eric Stevenson, the the publisher of Image, made a speech at a I think it was like what a Comics Pro thing a few years ago. Uh, whenever it was that DC left and just eviscerated DC for the decision, and then now it's like, oh, that that didn't age well. But I think you made the point. I completely agree with you. Like, what people can't change, like the markets change. Yeah. Like it's three years later. Like maybe maybe I mean there were plenty of things that I thought at the time, and then I look back two or three years and I'm like, oh, I was wrong about that. Like like. This is like they were so maybe he looked at how successful it's been for DC to leave and thought, oh, well, OK, maybe, you know, so, I mean, we'll never really know. I, none of us know Eric that like that we can go out and ask him. But I, you know, and then, of course, Brian Hibbs, Mr. Tilting at Windows, like, mm-hmm. you know, is acting like this is like, like he's going to, you know, I think he said, like, I, it's making me rethink if, you know, if I want to be a comic retailer. And I'm like, all right, bro, like, 
Oh, like when, when you put up your for sale sign, I'll buy into that, dude. You complain, you've been complaining about the end of the direct market for literally 30 years. And you've been, you know, nobody keeps running a business for 30 years if it's a bad business. I'm sorry. Like, I, I like either you're a complete masochist or you're doing all right. Right. Like, dude lives in San Francisco and he's had a comic store for 30 years. Like, I'm guessing he's making an all right living. Right. Like, you're like, like, dude isn't a pauper. And so, I, you know, I cry me a river. But, uh, but yeah, he says he's not going to do business with like he doesn't want to carry image now because it, and I'm like, hey, whatever, don't, don't carry image. Now. I mean, what what are your customers going to say that you you have customers with a pull list that have image books? It's like so you just, so now you're so because you're not going to buy image books for your customers now you're forcing your customers to go elsewhere. How is that smart? Right. Well, of course. I mean, of course he's gonna, he's he he's probably upset because he he didn't have he had a store that lended itself more to indie stuff, so he probably like relative to other stores probably was able to weather the dc move more than a lot of stores and he knows he can't do that with image because it's a huge portion of his business like he's gonna have to play ball you know so when i i got to the shop yesterday um i asked if uh if they had heard the news and 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 joko said he just read about it so he hasn't he was still kind of he, he was still processing it um not much is really, I think, going. I mean, he's he's anything that that kind of sticks at the diamond. He's he's all for, but uh, he nothing's really going to change as far as our cust- the customers go. It's it's um because even they they get like the DC books and I guess now the Image books. They come Monday nights. Marvel right. everybody yeah, else comes Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. nights. So, but he it just because of their hours because of their because their customers it if yeah if if they, they have a schedule that they keep and and how they process everything and they it, basically you can get everything wednesday if if they pull everything if it's set up and you come by on a tuesday and 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 the books are ready fine you know you can leave with the dc and, and the image books but everything else will be wednesday so for now everything's still i go wednesdays i go once a week yeah regardless of what i have so it, it's at least once a week but it i, I go after wednesday so it, it's as far as you know customers coming in getting their books we're not going to see a change they'll just they'll adjust but you know, joko's happy that because uh, at first they were concerned about lunar and how they were going to do things and 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 since it was just basically dc um but now with image and they sell a lot of image stuff um he's He's optimistic. They're 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 happy about the news. Yeah. Here's the Brian Hibbs quote. It just cracks me up. I'm extremely disappointed the image is forcing us to buy our comics from DCBS. Okay. Uh, they're not forcing you to do that. You can you can buy your comics from Diamond as a wholesaler, so you can continue to if that matters to you, you can do that. Uh, I'm extremely disappointed the image is changing their on sale date to Tuesday. We've got decades of effort branding Wednesdays. All right, that's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. Like, sure, like we're old school. Like we all know that. Like we think of Wednesday as New Comic Day, but like, dude, like then fucking your customers can just show up on Wednesday and get their comics. Like nothing changes. Like, like, like literally nothing has to change there, right? Like if you're if you're if the majority of your customers want to come in on Wednesday to get their books, they can come in on Wednesday and get their books. Like that doesn't change. Like, like if you moved it to Friday, it might be different, right? Because people come in on Wednesday, like we're my books, and you're like, oh, they're not here till Friday. But like coming a day early, I don't understand how that has any impact on someone's business with branding. And this is, I'm extremely disappointed the image will only have a digital catalog. Now, personally speaking, that bums me out because I love the paper catalogs. Right. But again, like, dude, how many people really care about a previous catalog? 
Like, not a lot, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that is a small portion of the... As much as we're fans of previews, like, it is a small freaking portion of the direct market that cares about previews, particularly whether it's digital or print. So, again, I think that's, like, that's that's grasping at straws. And then he says, I'm extremely disappointed that the publisher has who said this is switched to Lunar. And it's like, again, all right, dude, that was three and a half years ago, dude. Like, think of how much the world's changed in three and a half years in the, in yeah. the world of comics retail. We had a pandemic... Sales went to zero. Diamond, Diamond shut down for for what three months? Like like things change, man. Like like I, I don't like like again. I, I I think it's fair to ask Eric what's changed, like why he's made. But but clearly, like three and a half years is a long time to you know to decide. I mean, five years ago, Marvel. I mean, uh, five years ago, the the major media companies all swore that streaming would never replace theatrical release. That it would have to be additive only, and then what happened, right? Like so, like things change, man. Like people, business, good business people change their perspective yeah, when presented with new data. It's a business. If if image is in the business to make money, and so is Hibs, obviously. It's, it's like how are you? So so image is just supposed to be there so Hibs can survive. I, I don't. It it it's. I and and yeah, I'm not trying to pick on Brian, but it is one of those things which is how he comes. Well, Brian puts himself. It's fair side. game to pick on Brian because Brian acts as though he's the spokesman for all of, of yeah, the direct right. comic market, right? Like right. he has taken on that mantle, and I think a lot of comic retailers are like he doesn't speak for me. Like I, I don't run my business the way he does. So, yeah. Man, but big news though. You know, I mean, if, uh, you if, know. if Patrick and, and if, if they decide to talk about, yeah, I'm, I'm, they, they do a, they do a weekly show. It, I mean, they, they usually record their podcast on Friday nights and talk about it. So I'm sure they'll talk about it this week. I'm definitely curious to hear what they say. They, they were like many, I think like your, but like a lot of LCS were skeptical at first with the DC lunar thing, just cause they didn't know how it would work. Like whether or not DC like lunar would be able to handle the log- actual logistics, not like any kind of like moral issue with dealing with them, but more like could they handle being a distributor for that many stores and, you know, the quality of the books. And then from what I understand, and one of the reasons that I think Lunar's probably got this business is after everybody kind of worked out the kinks, Lunar has much better reliability, uh, accountability and customer service than like PRH, which has been in the book distribution business for decades. And like Lunar books arrive in good shape PRH books from Mar- Marvel books arrived beaten the hell like like even today so it's like I think that's they have proven that they can do the job right like regardless yeah. of whether you think of them as a competitor so is it wrong to not be concerned about how my books are going to get to the shop on Wednesday no of course no, not, not that all. and that's that's exactly like I don't I've always said this about Brian Hibbs I don't mind if Brian Hibbs is upset about something that he thinks will hurt his business like you said no like you said Deb like like his he's it hit like and it, whatever your business is, if you think it's going to your, your profit margins are about to be hurt, like you have a right to be upset about it. But at the end of the day, and this is going to sound like a cold blooded capitalist, like distribution models come and go. Like if you're a storefront, you really only exist as a conduit to get something someone wants into their hands. So you either adapt to that model or you go away. I personally loved small bookstores right loved them like absolutely adored them my you know my my very handy uncle loved old uh not old but like small local hardware stores right like i never buy into this idea that there's some moral obligation to keep those businesses afloat in lieu of like a home depot or an amazon like those places employ tons of people. Those places generate jobs and income. Like it's just what the and it's ultimately comes down to what does the customer want? If the customer value is going to a small local shop, 
those small local shops will continue to thrive, right? Like it's that simple. And if it doesn't, well, then you got to find a new way to make a living that we all do. Every day we wake up, we have to, our way of making a living could theoretically go away. And then we have to figure out a new way to make a living. And like, we're not guaranteed anything, right? Like none of us are guaranteed anything. So, you know, and like I said, I mean, Hibbs has got to be in his sixties now. Dude has had a store for 30 years in, in one of the most expensive cities in the world. And he's still up and running. So I'm guessing my dude isn't, isn't getting snap credits to buy government cheese i'm guessing so and believe it or not kids there, there there was there was a time when there was more than one comics distributor yep yeah we're just back to that model and and do i think it's more work for the re- retailers it is absolutely absolutely sure. right? like i know from listening to like the 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 challengers guys like from a a perspective of like what they have to do each week now it has gotten a lot more complicated because the good thing about having Diamond as a monopoly was that all of the books came from one place, so they had one system, and they could easily track everything all in one spot. Now they have to use some kind of third-party system and pull all the data in from multiples and you know reorder from multiples. And I have no doubt that that is an absolute pain in the ass for these guys. Like that, like like that is definitely more work for the same dollars. Um, but you know, but that's life. Like that's life, right? That's the business you're in. Yep. Like I wouldn't. But that like, was I. The- I yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah. But that was the problem with, with Diamond. They were the only game in town. So right. they could do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And in most instances, they didn't. I mean, from what I hear from multiple sources, missed books, uh, you know, um, damaged stuff, terrible customer service, what the whole nine yards. So, yeah. when, you know, when you're, when you're the monopoly, you, you get to do what you want. And now that yeah. there's more than one, it's a better thing because it keeps people on their toes. Or not, or they go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so yes, liquid kill your travels. Yeah, liquid kill, liquid kill. Uh, so this shout out to uh, good friend Peter Drummond because uh, he he gets he gets the Star Trek before I do, and and he lets me know if he lets me know how hyped he is for the issue. So Star Trek number eight. Written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Art by Mike Feehan. Colors by Lee Lowridge. Um, this is a trial of Ben Sisko. And the reason why he's on trial goes back to Deep Space Nine and the Dominion War and the Cardassians and and, and the founders. And Cardassia Prime, or Cardassia is where Sisko is being held captive and awaiting trial. While he is waiting, Data is acting captain, uh, and they're handling their business there. Um, But what was great about this issue, and it started with issue seven, um, coming up on the second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds is going to be a crossover, not necessarily a crossover episode, but at least two characters from the Lower Decks animated series are going to appear on Strange New Worlds. No idea how, no idea what the concept is, time travel, anything like that, but we're going to have two of the characters from the cartoon live action on the show. What Colin and Jackson are doing here, something a little similar, and that is that there is a character from Lower Decks who is 
on the bridge and with Cisco's crew in the Star Trek comic. The person defending Cisco on trial is none other than spoilers, none other than Garrick. These past two issues have been a love letter to Deep Space Nine. There is a scene, there are a couple pages here where Tom Paris from Voyager, he's the pilot on this ship, they have to um, they have to find their way to a deep space station. Unfortunately, it's a little treacherous to get there. The ship's engines will basically attract uh, ship <laughs> the the ship traveling on its own power to with 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 impulse warp engines. However, will cause the ship to explode so they have to find another way to get there the way they get there i i i'm going to tell you if you if you're going to read star trek number eight don't listen to this the way they get to the space station is a throwback to one particular episode of deep space nine where ben and jake cisco were sailing space on a light ship they utilize that technology for lack of a better term to get to where they need to go i can't believe the easter eggs that they're pulling out just little i'm I'm waiting for 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 things from the first season where you know move along home i just i am loving this the first arc was neat and all but this is just i it, 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 it's like it's my birthday i i am absolutely in love with this series right now so in your travels um, and what's great is that the, the Obsidian Order has the war record of Benjamin Sisko, and, and it goes back to the Battle of uh, Wolf 359, where Sisko's wife was killed, and because Locutus was in charge of, 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 the, uh, of the Borg, and took on the Federation, but you have like all the, all the battles that Sisko was involved in, all the Cardassian uh, casualties, and it, it's it's insane the the number of 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 Cardassians who who were killed in all of these battles but um it, it's they're between and 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 the Cardassians have every reason to feel this way towards this individual and and I just I thought it was extremely well done in your travels um Star Trek number 8 from IDW by uh, some extremely talented creators Nice. Um, DC has launched a new series of books called We Are Legends, and uh, essentially it's, it's, it's increasing Asian representation in uh, DC. So it's, 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 um, it's Asian characters with Asian creators, and uh, you know, I'm here for any, any kind of representation bump we can get, I'm here for. So I, I wanted to try them all out. Um, we've, we've gotten... Um, there's three coming uh, or they'll be rather there's three total. There's spirit world, uh, the vigil and city boy. Uh, I think city boy came out this week. Um, vigil came out last week and spirit world came out the week before. Um, I have not read this, this, the second and third, but I have read spirit world. Um, now full disclosure, spirit world is based on a character named Zante, uh, X a N T H E. 
um, which, as I understand it, was introduced in Lazarus Planet, but I, I read none of Lazarus Planet, so I, I can't speak to her debut. Um, but you don't really need that, certainly, in this. Uh, this is a, a first issue of, of her of her own title, so they they, they kind of catch you up. It's not like it's not like I feel like I missed anything. But um, in, in this premise, essentially, uh, Zante is a is a um, uh, a magic wielder um, that can um, move between and is adept at uh, the spirit world, which is kind of like an, an else worlds where, you know, again, like, like demons and spirits live and, um, and, and has already existed in, in the DC universe. But, uh, but in, in this premise, it's, uh, it's actually Zanthi and John Constantine uh, who team up to go into the spirit world to try and save uh, Cassandra Kane, who is uh, AKA Batgirl who's trapped there. And what, one of the fun things of the first issue is that, uh, is that uh, Cassie Kane who's in the spirit world is being bombarded and attacked because, uh, you know, because of her smell, like, because they can, like these spirits can smell a living being and they're super attracted to it. Um, the art is, uh, by an artist that I was previously unfamiliar with named Hai Ning, one, one, one word, one name, uh, like, uh, and it's beautiful. It's, I mean, it's got, it's definitely got a, a slight manga vibe to it. I think by design, but it's incredibly detailed. I mean, the line is super sharp, and I thought the uh, the Heining's choices in terms of 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 the way that they render spirit world and and the creatures that they fight is it, it definitely like a lot of great variation and a lot of great detail. So, big fan of of the art for sure. And uh, yeah, I thought it was groovy. I mean, you know, its first issue I think it was super well done. Great cliffhanger. Um, I don't really have a particular draw uh, historically to either. Cassie Kane or John Constantine. I mean, but I also have no like dislike of them. So uh, for me, it was fun. I, I don't know if your mileage would vary if you have like some strong presupposition about either of those characters and what they should, how they should look and feel. So may, maybe that'll, that'll skew your enjoyment of this book one way or the other. I, I, I can't speak to that, but, but yeah, I'm here for it. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's nice to, to see some new characters getting, getting done well. So spirit world number one by DC. Nice. There you go. All right. We're done. We're out of here. Until the next time. And we hope you're with us for that. Cheapgraphicnovels.com, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Go to your local shop, buy some comics, take your person or people out to eat, love your pets, and say goodnight. What's that person's name? Sammy? Ted. No. Alabaster. David. Oh. Alabaster, he says. Alabaster. David. Nice. You'll screw it up. Don't even try. My God, so just, rude. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should try that. I should try to distract you. Let it in. Watch this. Nah. I don't know about that. Okay, Alabaster. You got it. Come back next time, people. Tell them you love them. Wow. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Hope you enjoy, enjoy the that weekend. weekend. Enjoy the long weekend, yes. Unless you're in Canada. Then just have yeah, a lot of our listeners are OUS. For you US people, enjoy the long weekend. Yes, if you're in Canada, go outside. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> go for a boot ride. A boot. <laughs> it's not nice. We're not uh, making fun of you. We love you. Not, not <laughs> we're going to Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. Chris, we hope your move went well. Yes. Yeah. That's it for that one. <laughs>